This episode is brought to you by Brothers and Bonds Co. With an expertly curated line of Masonic apparel, gifts, and accessories, we're excited to show you what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonds. As a listener of this podcast, we're offering you 10% off your first order with us. Just use code TRAVELINGMAN at checkout. That's uppercase, all one word, T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G-M-A-N. Be sure to find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Hello, welcome to episode 59 of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast here in the 24th District of Ohio, a podcast where we discuss our Masonic journeys, thoughts, family, life, future, connections made through the craft, and so much more. I'm your host, Worshipper Brother Jim Hall. On today's show, we'll feature the wrap-up of the Midwest Conference on Masonic Education. Just a note, we had a booth and we're recording live during the conference, so if you hear some background noise, that is the noise going on there. We do have multiple different guests. The opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. We are here at the Midwest Conference on Masonic Education, and I was lucky enough by Wright Warship Brother Chad Kapinski to be asked, he's the president, to set up a booth to podcast in. And I've never done this before, and the problem with not doing this is I'm a talker, if you haven't heard. So I've been talking to everybody else not here. So I have the most anointed one, Wright Warship Brother jason gorney and if you remember he was a past guest on our show and we kind of had a little talk about things that were upcoming and he was a deo a district education officer which we knew in the background that the right worshipful was coming but we didn't want to let it out of the bag so right worshipful thanks for stopping by the booth thank you for having me most exalted <laughs> thank you <laughs> no bowing necessary <laughs> I kissed the ring, but I don't think. Oh, I, I do. Uh, yeah. See here, and here's the thing: people have asked, "Where's the ring?" I'm down 37 pounds, and the ring fits again. And that's, I think I found it. <laughs> that's you know what I I was down 30 a couple months ago, and that's I, I went on a bender for like three weeks. Oh yeah, just yeah. out of control. Yep. You know? So my wife's like, "Listen, you cannot eat a bag of kettle." salt and vinegar chips every night she's like what is wrong with you that's how you die i'm like yeah well it was a good life <laughs> i'm going on a trip for work here next week i told the wife i'm getting back to the gym when i get back and then a buddy texted me said hey i'm at the bar having a couple beers i told the wife I said, i'll be back i'm gonna go have a couple beers at the gym. <laughs> so so what do you think about the conference? You know, this is it's the first time for me. It's first a, first time for me as first well. First time in Ohio yep. that I've been yeah. in, so I'm really excited. What, what's your thoughts so far? What, what places have you been? Where, where have you heard talk so far? Uh, you know, I, I went to the, uh, the, the first presentation I went to was on the Roadmap for Improvement. Oh, okay. And how we're all it's supposed being to do used. It? And, hey, yeah, we're all supposed to do it here <laughs> yeah. in, in Ohio. Not just Mark, we did it. <laughs> um, well, that seems to be the case, that it just gets marked done. And, 
Yeah. You know, the, the question is, is what are we doing with all this information we've been sure. compiling yeah. since 2017? No one has an answer to that. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping the, the question gets out in Grand Line, you know. Yeah. Uh, Grand Lodge says, hey, let's take this information and get some statistics on it and see areas we need improvement upon. Right. I think if we collect the data and use it correctly, it could be a tremendous tool. You know what, you're right. And the tough thing is, you know, at East Palestine, when we do this, and you guys out there know, from, I'm from East Palestine, so I'm always going to reference kind of what we're doing because that's my frame of reference. We're lucky enough that we have a core group of guys that we have on a long-term committee. So we kind of have somewhat of an idea. It doesn't mean we have all our ducks in a row. Don't, don't make us out to be like long-term planners. You know, we get together and BS most of the time. But... But this is such a key, such a keystone to what you're doing and where you're going and what the hell is happening in your lodge. Yeah, and what's important to you. Right. Yeah, and most of the time the master just clicks on Grandview, fills it out, sends yeah. it in, and the rest of the lodge has no idea that this, this is yeah. happening. Yeah, and, you know, if, if you go through that, and I know um, Worshipful Brother Barnhouse at Palestine did this, and you know kind of a tradition at our lodge we actually have the entire officer group come together and talk about it because if i'm master and you're senior warden and the next guy is junior warden i want you to know what i'm doing because in my head as master it's the right way <laughs> as yeah but but and and that doesn't mean it is but the key with that is you can see everything that I'm thinking, why I'm thinking, what we're doing with it, and you can pick out those little pieces like I really love pizza, wings, and beer night. I really don't like how we have to come every Sunday for <laughs> practice or, you know, whatever it is. Exactly. Apply that to your year and then vice yeah. versa. Well, you grade yourself one through four. You know, one means, yeah. you know, uh, we're, we suck. Sure. Uh, yeah. And four is we're good at it. And you got to have an honest take at it yeah. and that lets you you know if you filled it out and you're like hey we're we're twos and threes here now your senior warden says okay i need to put time and effort into yes. these yeah. we need to get that absolutely to a four. or if it's a one we need to get that to a two or a three you know uh, yeah but if that information is not being shared with anybody they don't and know. no one knows about it i yeah. can't tell you how many masters have been like what's this I've never, yeah. never heard of this thing like, before. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? It's <laughs> been around for a while. Look, look actually. Surprise look on my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Mason. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Fill this out. Grade yourself. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. We, you know, we do. Um, I don't know. I don't know what we do, actually. <laughs> I just had a complete well, brain well, fart. <laughs> the, the one big thing is, is, you know. East Palestine, Pilgrim, Toronto, East Liverpool. I don't care where you go. Yeah, right. There's 11 or 12 guys. The core. The core. The core guys, yeah. You at least need to get them involved. That's it. And we got to quit recycling masters. Oh, my goodness. Hurts. It hurts you. It, well, it, it has to happen sometimes. It does happen. You know what it, I mean? Th I'm not things saying. Things happen. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, your first time as master, and you can attest to this, it's an honor. Man, I'm like, man, you top are fire. Dog, yeah, 2019 is the best goose year. Goosebumps every year. Yeah. yeah. The second time, it's a job. Yeah, it's like, ah. Third, fourth, fifth, however many times, Start you're losing it. You're complacent. Yeah. I got a life. I got yeah, a wife. Yeah, exactly. I've been through this. I got before. kids. I, I got stuff to do. I don't. I, I'm going, and I'm going to open the meeting. We're going to pay the bills, and I'm going to close I'm the meeting. I'm going to get home by 8.30, honey. Trust me. Yes. 
yeah. where you need that younger person in there that got that fire in their belly. Yeah. That, that's going to try and push things forward. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, an issue that's probably, you know, worldwide or oh, yeah. statewide. You know, yeah. when going through ours and, and, you know, if you we I'm sure everybody does this. So. But, you know, we have a very high regard for ourselves at East Palestine. You know, we're proud well, you of You should. You're busy. Of, You're a busy lodge. You're, and, you know, uh, you guys are all-stars. I'll give you credit. <laughs> no, I that. talk about you guys all the time. There's a few lodges that I talk when I'm visiting other lodges. You guys are one of them. Thank you. You know, you're Thank doing you. things. Um, I tell people, hey, if you're wanting to put on dinners, you can go talk to them guys at Unionport. Yeah, they're out there in the sticks. But, right? man, they know how to put on a yeah. feed. Yeah, that's they, right. They, they, they got it down to a science. Sure. So if you're thinking about doing that, go talk to them That's because them. they're the, and they'll give you the time. You know, I know lodges that have done it. Hey, we're thinking about doing a spaghetti dinner. Okay, here's what you need. Here's right. the list. How many people you want to feed? They'll go through it all. Here yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to the people that are experts in this. Right. That's that's one of those things with this uh, that is such a huge deal is, you know, our marketing, our in the community, things like that. Big plus, Palestine. Mm-hmm. Big plus, communicating with. Order membership, hard one or zero. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, that, and that's the sort of thing like where we kind of beat our chest, like, you know, very proud. And like I said, every lodge is proud. I don't want to say Palestine's better than Pilgrim, Worthington, anything like that. But everybody does something yeah, better than yeah. someone else. But, you know, but get the, it all into one package is the tough part. Yeah, but the, but this is such a nice way to see what those, if you're on, answering honestly, those glaring defects of, oh, I didn't realize we never talked to anybody outside yeah. the twenty percent that come to lodge. Maybe we should give them a yell. Yeah, yeah, we're great on social media. When was the last time you sent a newsletter out? Right, that's it. Never. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it makes you think. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. You and know, the you, people that are on the email list that are on the social media, you can save postage and not mail them. You know what I'm saying? You don't sure. have to mail one to yourself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You can mail it to that guy that's, you know, 70 years old and at home. You know, and let him know what's going on in the lodge. A perfect uh, perfect story for this. Worship Brother Wade Bear was getting installed. And I think it was, it was either installation or inspection. I can't remember. And he sent out a letter, signed letter, to each one of his masters and said, I would appreciate if you attended. And Worship Brother Marlon Ward Jr., who in my 10 years in lodge, up to that point, I have never seen him. He never met pa- the guy. He was a past master directly after his dad, Marlon Ward. So that's pretty cool yeah. backstory. But never seen him. And shook his hand. And I'm like, hey, you know. And he introduced, and I introduced. And I'm like, I've never, I've never seen you here. I apologize. And he's like, you know what? He's like, he's a manager of a grocery store. He's like, I'm really busy. I live 45 minutes away. He's like, but wade sent me a letter and asked me to be here and he's like if he can take time to do that i can make time to come to his inspection absolutely and that made such a huge difference i got a thank you card in the mail the other day from yeah, a, you're a welcome. master of a lodge no, it, wasn't, it wasn't me <laughs> from a master of a lodge I, I didn't think i did anything you know sure. what I'm saying? just helped out a little bit yeah. and sent me a thank you card and then the wife says oh what's that and i said man can you believe he, he sent me a thank you card you know I right was like he took his time went and bought a card Exactly. Wrote me a note in it and sent it to me. Sure. You know, I was like, man, that's that's awesome. You know, made me feel good. You know, yeah, I was yeah. I was special. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's that. That's that thing is, he took a little bit of his own time and was thinking of you. Yeah. And and that's yeah. what, so much of so many people. And I was talking to this talking about this with Scott Clark, a couple episodes ago. 
guys, and I always say dudes, but guys are so freaking bad at telling people what they think or what they, you know, I don't ever tell you, like, you know what, before I started in the DEO line, I didn't really know you, and, you know, now I'm really, really, really close friends with you and enjoy talking to you. It's a blast, and, but I've never told you that till right now. Yeah. Because that's what we do. We're just like, oh, yeah, we don't show your feelings. That would cause, you know. Exactly. You know, there's, what, 100 and some odd people here today. Sure. This is Freemasonry, you know. Oh, my God, yes. Right now, me and you, this, this is brotherhood. This is it. Secret sauce. It's the secret sauce. And, and you know, that secret sauce, you can, it's so tough because you get guys to be like, well, it's not as esoteric for me. It's not as, listen. You and I aren't talking about esoterics. No, we could. We could, but all we're talking about is our experiences. Well, that's what that's what Lodge is about. It's an initiatory experience yeah. that men have been doing for multiple millennia. Absolutely. You know, it, it, you could go to the Amazon right now, and there's a tribe down there that has very Do little contact with the modern world. And when a, a male child reaches a certain age, he has to do something. Right. To, to prove himself a man, that yeah. he is now a man. I don't know what that may be. You sure. know, it might be a wrestling contest. He might have to choke an alligator or something in the <laughs> Amazon. Right. I don't know what it is. But he has to perform <laughs> some kind of ritual before he's brought in as a man of the tribe. Yeah. We crave that. That's, that's you yeah, know. it's ingrained in us. It's ingrained in us. It's yeah, in that reptilian yeah. part of the brain. Sure. You know. Sure. And, and that's what we give. And I, I just came from the, the Chamber of Reflection. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. talk about that. Oh, man. How was that? That was Wars you, Brother Bob Painter. Yes. Fantastic presentation. Yeah. And you talk about the esoteric part. Yeah. And let them focus on themselves and, and what they need to build upon before you even bring them into the lodge. Man, yeah. it was powerful. You know, the cool Every, I'm, I'm going back and I'm going to jump up and down and stomp my feet until Pilgrim Lodge well, puts in the chamber of reflection. Well, I'm going to demand it. I'll tell you the cool thing about this, and I, I brought this up before, too. Uh, Worship brother Rowan Yarb, and that's a name. Out of, we were, he was from Blendon Lodge. Uh-huh. Yep. And it was the first um, traveling grandmasters. Um, Is it the show? Show. Yep. That was it, yeah. What a word to forget, show. <laughs> but uh, he talked about it, and it just moved me. It absolutely engulfed yeah. me, right? And. I went back to my lodge, and there was no physical way we could make it work. Just the room wouldn't work. Nothing would work. So when we moved to the church, there's all these Sunday school rooms. And myself and worship brother Chris Tiger said, listen, we're going to do it. And we started it. And, it, and it's, most of it's on my fault because, you know, I got too busy saying yes to everything. <laughs> and Chris is, like, twiddling his thumbs like, hey, man, you said you'd help me. But the cool thing with this is for you to bring this up. Yesterday, Wright Wars brother Jason Laramie from Wisconsin yeah, came down. Yeah. He actually plural his Palestine Lodge. Oh, fantastic. Which, okay, is that the Masonic Roundtable? Isn't he on a podcast, Jason he Laramie? Was, he was on the Traveling Man He podcast. was on the Traveling Man, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember know, that one. I don't I thought, know if he, he might have been on another uh, one. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought I, you know, I listened to so many of them. I'm almost certain he was. You're right. Yep. I can't remember... I can't remember. Yep. There, you're right. There's yep. so many that just. Yep. You're the, you're the top of the list, though, uh, man. Well, you're the one I go to well, first. Well, I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that. I was, you know, I had an hour and a half drive. It was on this morning. 
Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like I said, sorry you got to listen to me that long. Huh? <laughs> well, Rather annoying when I hear I, myself. <laughs> it kept one eye open on the way up here anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. It kept you out of the ditch. <laughs> but um, he came down as the first time since he's in for the conference here in Canton, Ohio. Um, he drove down with his brother that came with him and visited our lodge. It was the first time in person. And I got to take him in to our you know contemplation room nice and you know the thing is there we haven't finished it and the thought process and anyone who's went through york right will understand this a little more than the rest you know i don't think we have i'm i'm in york right and i don't think we have to make the chamber of reflection as ornate as they do yeah they really go for for it well for one thing if you're bringing someone new and you're doing like an entered apprentice chamber of reflection you put all this stuff in there and he would have no idea what it's for you don't know what's going on exactly so you can kind of thin it down i think but you know the thing i like about it and whatever you put it in there whatever if it's just you know an old table and the candle you know when you get when you get there and you got to get yourself prepped to go in and dress to go in because there's a certain little garb you wear then you just wait like you're waiting for your whatever's going to happen when you go into that room and you know i don't want to give away that stuff because that's the special thing yeah that's the special part but, but all the stuff before that was you know a little bit of meet and greet you're a little nervous because you don't know what's about to happen but just imagine if if you had the opportunity not the opportunity but it just happened where you went in and you, all right we're going to get changed but then you went into this room and that's where you went yeah and, and you did your thing in there whatever you know yeah could you imagine the impact that like that's a whole nother part of the degree that you remember and you you sit there and you're thinking about what is this thing i just joined what yeah. am i gonna what, end up like what, who am i yeah am i am i gonna be a better man how am i gonna put this into my life when There's was so the last things. when was the last time you sat down and had total peace and quiet and was able to reflect on the type of person you are I have to think, when was the last time my wife was out of the house? <laughs> no, Bree, I love you. No, but you're right. How, as, as busy as we all are, and in this day and yeah. age, we don't have time to do that. It's, it's almost impossible. And just yeah. to give a person a half an hour of just himself. Just, yep, quiet. and That's powerful. You, you know, the wild thing is when we're talking back and forth, it's the weirdest thing. When you talk all the time, sometimes you're... You get good at thinking while you're talking, right? And the time that I think about that the most, and I've actually come up with a few different ideas, is when we're on a podcast, I'm talking about a rough and perfect Ashler. And, you know, when, honest to God, when I join Lodge, obviously you get that in a lecture, you know, yeah. what it's about, and, you know, it goes from one ear and out the other. And mm-hmm. if you don't show up a bunch, you don't really pick up on it, right? <laughs> exactly right. But the more I talk about that, the more... I think of moments where it was conceptualized. It's very hard to put into words. How, how have I changed? Not yeah. even in masonry. How have I changed as a person in my life? What yeah. have I done? But yeah. when you look at those little things of when you take it as a Ashler and say, where did I chip something off and make it a little better? 
and those are those moments. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think about that a lot because, well, I'm from Toronto. You know, I'm a T-Town River rat. You know what sure. I'm saying? You know, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, in my younger days, there was two things to do, drink and fight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. all there was. Yeah. yeah. You know, that that's what we did. Has it changed? <laughs> I have changed. You have changed. Yeah. Toronto, not as much. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe a little. Maybe a little. You know, I guess, you know, the times change. You right. Know. <laughs> maybe not as much. uh fighting anymore as it yeah, used to well, be but, yeah, you know, so we're slowing down <laughs> yeah i don't heal like i used to <laughs> right yeah advil don't work as good but no i look back and i say man i can't believe you know the person i was then to the person i am now i right? didn't join masonry until i was 30 years old sure um because i wasn't ready for it exactly you know you know i i talk so many and i, I want to say what am i 29 i think i joined yeah and i i say so often that you know there's uh there was that decade where I wanted it. I, I thought about it. I wanted it. But you're exactly right. It, were you if, ready for it? If if 21-year-old me or 20-year-old me got into masonry, I would have been a number. Absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been there. And maybe if my buddy joined, I might have showed up and not known how to do the signs because I've never been there. But masonry found me at the right time. Exactly. And it, it all worked out because I was in that position. Yeah. Uh, you know, and... And you can join, and maybe life happens. Yeah, well, and you got to yeah. step away yeah, from absolutely. it for a little bit. Sure, we sure, all sure. understand that. And I've had that conversation with some younger brothers. Well, hey, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids, and this and that's going to happen. You're going to step away from Lodge for a little bit. Lodge will always be here because that times are going to change. Yeah. Even that point will change. You know, sure. your children are going to grow up, go to college, go off and, and get jobs and have families of their own. And you're going to be sitting at the house with the wife and what driving her crazy. Yeah, you know, like, get be out like, of Don't here. you have a lodge meeting you can go to or something? <laughs> right. and, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you come back. And the beautiful part of it is, is when you come back, it's like you never left. That's it. That's it. It's there might be some new faces in the room, but, man, they're going to greet you just like they've known you their yeah. entire lives. And, and, you know, this actually feeds directly into – I actually sat in Jess Rains. He was talking about connections. That was, that was the main thing he was kind of hitting on, you know, going back and forth on education and connections. And, you know, right there, you leave your lodge for two, three, five years, whatever it is, move, come back. And when you show back up, it's not, oh, wait a minute, where you been? What do you, you know, yeah. it's like, I can't believe you're here. I'm glad you're here. And that it's amazing how when you do that and you really start to travel, the difference. Like, I, I was telling uh, Mark Allred, who is going to be on the show. I'm saying this so I remember it. <laughs> I haven't wrote it down. <clears throat> you know, I started, we were sitting together at the opening at the far end of this banquet Yeah. Hall. And it took me an hour and a half to get to the steps. Yes. Because I ran into Most Worshipful Steve Grindle. And we yeah. talked. And then Red Worshipful Paul Weglidge. And then Eric Muhlenbein rolled by. And Keith Newton. And Mark Allred. And all, all of these guys. And it's when you make yourself available and you get involved, it isn't a, hi, how are you? And you move on. It's a, I want to know how you've been. What's your life been up to? How's yeah, your family? Ex- you know? Every time I see Ward Weber, he comes over and man, he, he, he makes, he, he comes to me, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, right. Who am I? You know what I'm saying? Sure. But, but we hit it off. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and I always say this with, you know, gold apron guys, grand line guys, like they're just guys. Like I know myself when I joined, I was like, whoa, like I don't. I don't have the knowledge to go talk to that dude because, uh, you know, I'm not even. But, yeah, the funny thing is, is you know 
just as much as they do. Yeah, it, it's know? all it's all the same. They put their uh, pants yeah. on the same way. Yeah. And, well, know. let's see. We got to treat every new candidate as the next grandmaster. That's the because biggest, you know oh Steve Grindle didn't join, come into lodge. Say, I'm going to become get my entered apprentice degree, and you know I'm going to be the next be grandmaster. Grand yeah. that, that thought never crossed his how mind. You, how do you know who is who exactly isn't? right? And yeah. and the wild thing with that when you look at grand line grandmasters, and I'm not assuming that it, you know I know the process of how you get judged. I'm not. I yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a lowly district education mm-hmm. officer, but there's so many things in that like. You can't have an aspiration. If you're aspiring for that, you might as well just head out because it's number one, it's the wrong reason. And number two, there's so many things, exterior things that you're not in control with, don't know about, don't whatever, that have to go right for somebody, whoever that may be, to get that nod. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's like winning a lottery. It is. You know, it is. So to, to sit there and say, I'm going to be the appointee and whatever. I mean, you're fooling yourself and everybody else. If they hear that, they can see through it. Well, if you would look at their schedule, the the, the amount of personal time it takes, the amount of, you know, personal money, personal finances it takes to do that job. You would almost have to be crazy. Right. You know, I look, I was, uh, I was at lodge one time and a young officer came up and, uh, Worshipful brother Ron Winnett was there. Yes, absolutely. And he's wearing his fancy gold apron. Sure. And I'm talking to Ron. You know, him and my dad were good friends, and I was BSing with him. And this yeah. officer comes up, and he looks at that apron. He goes, man, what's it take to get one of them? And Ron Winnett said, well, it just took me $50,000 and five cars. <laughs> <laughs> and I busted out laughing. I was like, oh, I believe that. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? It's, it's a lot of personal giving to take that position. Yeah. You yeah. know, speaking of time, and this is actually a good a good time to have you on here, right? So you and I talked about DEO because at that time I was first year and yeah. you were second year. Yep. And at the time, Jason Short was our third year, and he yep. I know he had stepped out because of family, and that's, yeah, and that's it, important. And he should. It's, yeah. His kid was at the right age where, you know, he needed to be yeah. there. And his know? kid's going to appreciate that down the line. Absolutely. You know, having a teenage boy, oh, that, that's – just, Mine just turned 13, and there – uh-huh. He says Almost a couple hammer time. <laughs> you know what? He says a couple things, and I already know. Like the back of my neck starts getting warm. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I remember, man. My dad told me more than once. Oh, you want to act like a man? I'll treat you like one. <laughs> you know, I'd, and I'm I'm hopping off the subject, but my dad one time, and you know, my dad was six three, and I'm six four. You know, big people, and did he was like three eighty, big belly, but you know, just like big arms not not like a ripped arm but like he, he got he, old man strength well he he <laughs> shoed horses and he threw hay you know that's yeah, just all those yeah. old long strong muscles and we were messing around not even, we weren't fighting we were at my grandma's messing around and i did like this little jab thing on his stomach and apparently he had a boil or a pimple there was something that that hurt him and i'm not shitting you he grabbed my neck and bent me in a backwards 90 <laughs> over my grandma's counter. And I, I, I'm like crying. I'm, yeah. I'm like 17 at this point, crying like, I, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't you ever. You know, he just flipped that switch. Yeah. You know, that, and that's a It'll thing. be your turn soon. <laughs> I, <laughs> Rebel I hope, in it. I hope I don't. You know, my son's not my height yet, so I can still stand over. Yeah. But, you know, that, that 
um, coming back to that time, because before you were just DEO, I don't want to say just DEO. Don't downplay no, that. It's, it's, it's a an, big deal. It's an important, important position but and fun. I loved it. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm an administrator now. Enjoy it. So that that's what I wanted to talk about. What what does the time commitment change from DEO to this is your first year? And we've just rounded out the you know a couple yeah. of weeks ago our inspection season. So give me a little feel for it. It's it, it is a lot of time. It's a lot of traveling. You get invited to everything the lodges are doing. Sure, even lodges that you know I don't inspect. You know, yeah, what I'm those saying? Palestine I, I, I lodges. Email, <laughs> you know, get mail from you guys. You right, know? And, and I try and make. All that I can. Yeah, you know? yeah. If they're doing degrees, lodges will say, "Hey, we're doing a, this sure. an entered apprentice or a fellow craft. You want to come?" And if I'm available, I, I go. You know, absolutely. I should. You know, I should yeah, be there. Yeah, sure, you know? sure, I, sure. I, I like it. I enjoy seeing degree work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it is a lot of time though, and right. it's a lot of administrative stuff. You know, absolutely. It, it's funny the the questions you'll get. You know, they'll say, "Hey, can I do this or can we do that?" And I'll be like, "Did you look in the code book?" Right. No. Well, first you look in the code book, and if you can't find it, then you call me. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm the second step of this part. You know. Sure. But I get emails almost every day. Oh yeah. Uh, phone calls, text messages. I try and be as you as know diligent as you can, as, as I can in, in and, between work and life. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I work a full time job. You sure. know. Uh, luckily, you know the kids, you know, grown and moved and got a job, but. Right. Uh, there's still a lot of stuff to do. My wife goes down to visit my daughter all the time, and she has her own little mini farm. So when she leaves, I end up being, you know, Farmer Jason as well, you yeah. know, feeding the animals and all that stuff. So it, it's a, a big time commitment, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It really is. Uh, I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not aspiring to be a deputy, but I'm, I've noticed, and Joe Wicker, and you know, our other one of our other deputies in the district along with Tony Boggs, he says, you know, if it's a code question, you send it to me or Jason or Tony. Yes. If it's an education question, you then think. you answer. And you would be surprised how many times as a DEO. Oh, they try and circumvent. They, they come up and they're like, hey, you know, if this happened, could I just do X, Y, and Z? Now, I know the answer. Mm-hmm. I've looked in the code. And yeah, I pay I've it. taken all my code courses. Yeah, you I've know? paid attention. And, yeah. and those listening in Ohio that have not taken their code courses, get on Grandview and do that. Yes, and I've passed them all 100%. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, and never send me gold one. stars and everything. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, that's one of those things where I have to intentionally pump the brakes because I want to be like, you know, just want to be a helpful brother like, hey, yeah, this is yeah, how you do it. But, but when you're in that position, I already know what what they're gunning for that's is, well jim said jim said i could do that yeah and, and i hate that you know i don't like talking like that but you know what i mean i'd rather talk to my mom than my dad sometimes because i know she goes either easier on yeah me, right absolutely absolutely and that's what it, that's what they're trying to do you know sure. oh, yeah uh, yeah so you i got that a lot as well as a do oh, you got to talk to your deputy i can't answer that you know if you need a word in a ritual i'll sneak around and i'll give that to you you know what i'm saying yeah well uh, yeah that's that's definitely. Uh, but it, you know i deal with education that, that's all right you know uh and there's a big difference between the two jobs Huge. i didn't think there was going to be as big a difference as there was and in i was surprised uh but it's been a lot of fun you know i can i Though when the middle of April came, I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. Last, <laughs> last inspection. I was, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, you, you didn't make it to uh, 
the last inspection, but I, I, I felt like I could hear you river dancing. Yes. <laughs> like I knew it. Well, I ended up doing two extra inspections this year because wow. one of our deputies was sick for one and had a funeral for the other. So I stepped oh, in and took his lodges. So okay. So I ended up doing 10 this year. Oh, my God. Yeah. I said, I put in my time. Yeah. You made half the other ones, you know. Sure. But, but again, work. You know, I travel some for work. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, let's see. Tuesday I'll be in New York, and then I leave on Sunday the 7th for Detroit for a few days for a trade show. Oh, so yeah, I, I, I move around. So Right. You know, just, you know, the first year I did a lot of my, my meets virtual. You know, you, yeah. you're kind of able to do that in yeah. a DEO, yeah. what you need and what you got. And it's kind of expected, you know, you, it isn't, you don't have to necessarily be there. But I went to two or three of the pre-inspections. And I know yours, I can't remember if it was Alan or Negley. And, you know, I'm sitting there with, you know, Ran, and he's, you know, giving me the, all I need is what he worked on. And if he talked to the master, yes. I just checked it off. And yep. I need the dates. And, you know, you're talking about finances, and I'm like, like holy Toledo, that's a whole, a different, whole different game. You know? yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you have, you know. Because I'm not an accountant by trade. Well, and you know, yeah, so I, I have to use my toes. Yeah, that's it. Like, listen, it's over 20. I don't, you have to call someone else. <laughs> uh, you know, but that's, and then on top of it, you know, I'm sitting there, and it's just me and Rand Davis talking. And Kevin Todd would come over and BS. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin loves to go around and BS. He likes so, to talk, yeah. you know. But on top of it, you know, you're over there, and you're there with the master mm-hmm. and the secretary and the treasurer. And then Kevin Todd comes over. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the senior dean is like, hey, you know, what are we doing? You know? <laughs> like, there's so many other moving parts that you're trying to deal with and direct. And it's like, holy cow, you know, it's just. Yeah. And then keep it all straight. Right. You know, yeah, so, it's. You know, I find the trick is in life in general, when you have to do something, do it, get it done, file it, and get it yes. out of the way. Don't yep. hold on to things any any longer than you have to. Right. Look at Jason Short. He just came in there. Oh. So Old Rocky Balboa enters. So, so, just, so everybody knows here, there is at the Masonic Midwest Conference on Masonic Education, uh, we are having a Thrilla in Vanilla. And at Taggart's Ice Cream Shop, they have a kitchen sink degree. And it's just an absolute ungodly amount of ice cream you have to eat. And when you finish it, you get a custom lapel pin. And they always do a whoever's time has been faster. And for the longest time, most worship brother Stephen Grindle has had the, uh, had the award <laughs> as fastest. And recently, worship brother Jason Short beat that. And now there's a little discrepancy of when the Grand Line officers go, um, Jim Easterling, supposedly, I've never been there, gives them a little more money to up the ante on the ice cream, the toppings, the whole deal. And they say, you know, maybe Jason hasn't got that, so he was underserved and overperformed, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. I've seen Jason eat, though. So have I. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a it's whirlwind. Impressive. He's a good guy. He's a yep. champion eater. Yes, you know? yes. He would, uh, <laughs> you know, the hot dog thing, he would just smash it. Yeah. we yeah. go to New York, give Look him Look out, title. Nathan's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got nothing on this. But so the Thrilla in Vanilla, 
the 21st district up here is putting this on. They have a championship belt. And $10,000 to charity. $10,000 Amazing. Raised. Absolutely. Unbelievable. And they are going to sit up here at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think somebody's going to stream it live. I'm not 100% on that. And they are going to go after it. And whoever wins gets to take that belt home. So it's exciting. It, yes, it wait. is. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I came today. <laughs> and you and I were talking. And this is, I told uh, most worshipful Brother Grindle this, you know, for everybody listening, Jason is in the 24th district with myself. I love most worshipful Brother Grindle, but I'm, I'm rooting for Jason Short today. Yeah, you know, yeah, worshipful Brother Jason. You know, gotta get all it. three of us are from the 24th. And I have to specify Jason Gorney, who's talking, and Jason Short, who's eating. We're all on the 24th. And at, um, at Jenkins Recon, you and I are sitting there talking to Jason Short. And we're like, listen, there is no way you can lose this. <laughs> That's right. We're like, listen, if... You know, it's like a Rocky Four moment. If you have to die, Jason and I will raise your kid. Well, like right. you got to bring this title home. <laughs> like it's, it's got to happen. It's gonna be like Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. You ever seen that? You ever yeah. seen? Nobody can eat fifty eggs. <laughs> right. <laughs> it has to happen. Like you know, and and the thing is, whoever wins will have a lifetime of bragging. Absolutely. Rights, unless they do it next year, or yeah. you know, unless it becomes an event. But, you know, that would be a whole different thing. So we're looking forward to that in about 20, 22 minutes or so. It's going to make me worry about Jason Short's health if he so, has to defend this every year. I'm, yeah, yeah, After eating all that to, ice cream every year, we might have to wheel him in or get a crane gonna, or something. To, <laughs> well, I'm going to say a prayer, and hopefully yeah. this is the end-all, be-all. <laughs> hopefully he took his lactate. <laughs> That's right. God bless him. <laughs> so, all right. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, Jason. Pleasure being here. Enjoy you know, the rest of the conference. Absolutely. We're going to grab some more guys along the way, but thank awesome. you very much. Thank you. Yes, sir. Okay, we were here at lunch. <laughs> we're here at lunch, and we have a little miscue because I can't remember any names, but we got some of the Forest City boys here. We have Wright Worshipful brother Timothy Smith. We're not going to say? Scott. Scott. Ah, it's a shot in the dark. <laughs> Timothy S. Klein, Forest City with one R. And we have Brother Dylan Marsh. Thank you guys for coming up here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks. It's great to be here again. Heck, yeah. So we're here with the Forest City guys. How are you liking the conference? Um, it's, it's great. I've learned a lot. Um, that's going to be useful for me going through the officer line, not only – through that line, but also to bring back to Forest City here and just share what I've experienced. It's been great. Yeah. Okay, we are back on. Sorry about that little blip. And we have Worship Brother Ron Stuber here, too. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Know, you. Just just real quick, he's not a Worshipful Brother yet. Not yet. Hey, well, I can edit if, that. If so he's, elected. He's the father. <laughs> oh, uh, my, bad. my bad. You're getting there. Soon, soon to be, if so elected. Awesome. Um, so what do you guys, Dylan, you already kind of said it. Um, Ron, what do you think about the conference right now? You know, there's a lot going on. It's kind of hard to see everything, but what's your thoughts on it so far? Well, I think while there's a lot of, you know, material, a lot of learning that you can do, I yeah, think the yeah. other part of this is just the brotherhood, right? It's just connecting with people. Yeah. You know, I've met a lot of guys from other states that if I hadn't come to this conference, I'd never know them. And, right. you know, making connections that I'm going to keep after this. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I met a guy downstairs. He's in a green shirt, actually. I know you guys out there can't see that shirt, but... Uh, He's the sword bearer 
for, I can't remember if it's Indiana or Illinois now, but I'm like, so what is that, a Tyler, or what's the story? You know, I thought, he's like, no, I actually carry the sword behind the banner, and he protects the banner as his grand line position, so I would have never known that. So that's that's pretty cool here. We have also past district deputy grandmaster, almost retired lawyer, <laughs> Mitch Alperin. And lodge education officer of Forest City Lodge. LEO Forest City, multiple hats. Welcome to the show. Many, many years. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, what, what are you thinking about the conference right now? I've kind of got uh, Ron and Dylan's viewpoint. What have you got out of it? What are you liking about it? Give me a little back. Backstory. I'll tell you what I like. I like the camaraderie, and I think that it makes us remember why we became Masons. I've been a Mason now 33 years, I yeah. think. And... You know, every so often you have to look back sure. and being here with the younger guys and learning the differences between the small lodges and the city lodges. Right. And it just energizes everybody. Sure. And it reminds us why we became a Mason and helps yeah. us to build and continue to build our Masonic edifice and helping people. You know, yeah, we're all yeah. about, the fraternity's all about helping people. Sure. And that's what it does. This conference is all about that. It's awesome. Yeah, you know, the thing I really enjoy, and we were both at Jess Raines' talk a little bit, and he's been a past guest on here. You know, they were talking about rural lodges, small-town lodges, and big lodges, and it's such a wild combination of how East Palestine, who is a very small village lodge, and Forest City, who is a very big Cleveland lodge, have come together in this weird, you know, it happened, and now it's it's kind of like, we're not sister lodges, but we are. Like I'm, pl I plan to go back and forth, and I know Tim talks to me, and we message back and forth, and it's a wild thing that grows out of, you know, marrying somebody's brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Like one one night, Tim messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, how do you know Alicia Jane?" I'm like, uh, "That's my sister-in-law. Why are you asking me?" <laughs> but you know, it, it's wild how those two can combine and work together and have a lot of fun and enjoy the fellowship of Freemasonry. I really love that. It's been a blessing. You know, it's all about traveling, right? That's it. And what I've said is that you meet people you otherwise in life never would have had the opportunity to meet. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about the brotherhood. That's you it. You know, I have friends all over the world that I never would have had. Sure. But for the fact that I traveled pretty extensively before I became master and yeah. certainly when I became a deputy, I had an opportunity just as an example to sit in the Grand Lodge of France. Wow. When I was a, a Unbelievable. Deputy. So, yeah. you know, it's just an awesome, awesome experience. Yeah. And young Dylan over here, we want him to share. I want him to have every happiness and every experience that I've had through the fraternity. Absolutely. That's what we want. Yeah. And along the way, guys, anything you guys want, just go. Don't wait for me to leave you because there's something. Tim, we haven't talked to you yet on your thoughts. What, what are you thinking? We've talked at length in the past. <laughs> yeah, a couple, couple and, times. And I have lots of thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> but, we but, know. But, but, but today's has just been a lot of fun. Uh, Brother Ron Stuver and I came in last night, so we, we had a lot of good conversation with Jason Laramie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Adam, his, his peer that came down from Wisconsin, and connecting with the different brethren. And, and when we left uh, the temple here last night, we went back to the hotel. We we found the bar, had a couple of drinks and popcorn, and yeah. we just chatted into the late hours of the night. And then coming in this morning, just the different programs. And the thing that I love most about the different programs is it is a good uh, sampling 
of, yeah, of yeah. options to the brethren and not sure. just brethren. I chatted with someone who's not a Mason that's here today. Right. So the right. last session right before we broke for lunch was about preserving our Masonic history. Okay. Um, and and uh, I think it's Dr. Dr. Calloway um, gave the presentation. She's over at Indiana right now. Um, and see if I can see the, the banner on the, the, the apron over here. Center for Fraternal Collections and Research. Yes, the Center for Fraternal Collections and Research gave a great presentation on how to preserve history. And this awesome. is something that's been on the minds of Forest City Lodge, how do we preserve our history? So this gave us yeah. an opportunity to talk and ask questions. And then this gentleman approached me afterwards and started talking about opportunities on how to digitally scan your records yeah. you, and, and things that are local in Cleveland. Sure. And, and just the background from this individual who, again, is not a Mason. So even though it's the Midwest Conference on Masonic Education, we have non-Masons here. Yeah, growing learning and growing. Adding to the educational value. And, and that's just one of the programs, that just great value that we're getting out today. I love that. I love it. How many of you guys are going to the festive board tonight? Are we all going? I cannot make it. Yes, we I'll got, be going. We got three. I think the other three are going. Okay. No, that's all right. I'm... Luckily, I can. I couldn't make it last night. I was jealous. Uh, Tim sent me a picture of you guys and Jason. And, you know, I told myself I had a commitment that I said, you know, I'll Masonically, I said yes before I looked at my schedule and it was a city council meeting. So I really couldn't get out of that. So I see you guys there and I'm. I'm like, I need to go to bed. I'm yeah, like, we explored I'm... the building last night, and we yeah. went down some hallways, and we weren't sure what was going to be at the end. And, <laughs> right? and Tim was opening up doors that didn't have locks on them, and we said, hey, if there's no lock, let's see what's let's behind go. the door. Yeah. So I, I got a brief tour. This building is unbelievable. The Camp Masonic Temple Temple is just you know, the history of it and the size of it and the different things. It's really amazing. Well, and it's confusing, too, because when you go up four flights of stairs to get to the second floor, <laughs> right? it's like the numbering system here is kind of yeah. odd. So. Seems it shouldn't be that confusing. One, two, well, it three, is. Yeah. So. <laughs> right, 1A, 1B, one, you know. So what do you think, Dylan, after this? And obviously we're not the whole way through it. And, you know, with the festive board coming, what do you think you'll take out of this? Um, definitely one thing I'm going to take out of it is the, just the entire experience of being able to meet, like Right Worshipful Brother uh, Mitch said, people you thought you'd never meet. Yeah. And if sure. I wasn't a member of uh, the Lodge, I wouldn't have met half of these people. I've been in sessions with a past grad master from Nebraska and just regular um, right? brothers who didn't hold office in every other state in the Midwest. It's just crazy to see who I've met, who I've connected with, and that's probably something I'm going to be thankful for the rest of my life, sure. especially if I keep attending stuff like this. Oh, yeah, and you know, th this is a, a wonderful representation of, you know, you don't see a gentleman with a gold chain or a purple apron mm -hmm. sitting beside you. It's just a mason. Right. So you kind of lose a little bit of that. I know when I was a younger mason, I was like, ooh, you know, I don't know if I have the right stuff to talk to this dude. Like, mine, mine is a steward apron. I should, maybe I don't know what to do. All, all that I've seen around here today are a bunch of these medals with RSS on them. Um, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Sitting by people that well, have Royal Scotia they, Society medals. They are the elite of the elite. You know, don't check my high school's, you know, grades. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, that you're, you're right, Dylan. It's a perfect opportunity to get and in multiple jurisdictions. And one thing I got to say, since I, I know you're sitting junior ward, and I love to ask this, 
are you ready for your year? Do you got the plan? I know <laughs> Tim looked over like, you better have the plan. So <laughs> what do you, what's the plan? You ready to roll? So I have an outline of everything I want to plan if okay. so elected for okay. the East. Good. That's I don't good. think I'll be a hundred percent ready even when I sit in the East. If it's ever I'm changing. Lucky, Cause it's always sure. changing. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be something thrown at me that I'm not expecting. There's going to be something that comes up that, you couldn't have expected like the pandemic a couple of years ago. Right. So I'll never be a hundred percent ready, but I think when I get there, I'll have a good foundation to approach whatever comes my way the best way I can, especially with the help of the entire lodge, my officer line, I think we'll be in the best spot we can be in case anything pops up. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Whenever you guys want to go, don't make me hold you. Just so I don't want you missing the conference because I'm just talking. Because I, I can keep going as long as we're good. You know, so um, one last thing here, and I'll let you guys get to it. Um, Ron, I know your son, Ryan, you know, you're in line and he was master. What You know, that's kind of flipping the script. Usually father and then son follows. But um, how was that? Yeah, it, it was a very proud moment, um, especially because my father – who still uh, is over in Greenville, Pennsylvania, okay. uh, whom, by the way, visited East Palestine back in the 1970s, by the way. Yeah, all uh, right. I got my dad involved at Four City, and it was uh, a really good thing that when Ryan was raised, he was there for him. Yeah. Uh, Ryan uh, was very quick into the officer line. Sure. I just happened to be, I, I'd never served in the officer line. I'm a 39-year Mason, and I was just standing in the wrong place at the wrong time when <laughs> This guy by the name of Tim Klein oh, at the State know. Row said, hey, you want to be a steward? And so I ended up two years behind Ryan in the officer line. So, yeah, yeah. I have a son who is a past master, and I'm just sitting in the West right now. But, awesome. no, absolutely a proud moment to, to see my son uh, be installed as master of the lodge. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really, from a family perspective, it, you know, masonry is just so cool when, when you have that oh, kind yeah. of lineage to fall back on. Huge. Now, do you have your year planned? I, I have a lot of it laid out, and okay. I have had meetings with, you know, uh, with Tim, and I've talked a lot with Tim's Mitch looking critically and, right uh, now. <laughs> no, I've, I've got a calendar. I've got dates. I've got events. Uh, you, now, now it's time to start putting the execution plan yes. behind that. Right, right. Um, and I've actually sat down with Dylan and, and even Jim Paliff, who's behind Dylan, and, and I've shared that information with awesome. them and, and got their feedback. The one thing that, that that's, uh, you have to be careful, though. You know, you go out there asking for feedback. We're, we're Masons. Yeah, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Bad. Right. Especially when you ask so the past master for feedback. I, I already have a lot of stuff I want to do, and now I've got a mountain of more input. So you have to kind of filter that out. But um, it is a daunting task, and I'm glad you asked Dylan first because you really need to focus on this stuff. Oh, my you know, God. That's you start, the chair. You start thinking about it as a senior deacon. Sure. You start putting your calendar together when you're a junior warden. Start getting input because by the time you're a senior warden, you really need to be working on the execution of that plan. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well real quick. Before oh, we yeah. Go, yeah. Go, the uh, boss. Ron, do you, do you have any shameless plugs you'd like to make? I do. Um, I do. Let's so, go. Since it's a podcast and other people are listening, we do have yeah. a very important. Thank you, Tim. We have a very important date to put out there. It's December 6th of yeah. 2023. So Wednesday night, December 6th of this year, yes. will be our 50th 
Brotherhood Night at Forest City Lodge. Unbelievable. And uh, we encourage uh, anybody who's interested to uh, RSVP on our website or reach out to any of us as officers. We'll give you more information. But we have a very lofty goal. We have uh, set a, a donation goal that is more than four times our usual annual Wow, amount. okay. And we're almost 50% of the way there. Awesome. And it's April, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. I've got a great committee that I'm working with, uh, uh, Worshipful Brother Jay Kaufman. Yes. Uh, his brother, Brother David Kaufman. Right. And Right Worshipful Brother Timothy Klein sitting awesome. to your right. Yeah. And the four of us are working really hard to pull this together. And, and I have to put, put a plug in there for Right Worshipful Brother Alperin because every time the committee meets... He seems to always be at the same <laughs> yeah, restaurant. There you go. <laughs> so, and, and I got the rabbi. And you got the rabbi, yeah. So I love it. So we've got all our speakers lined up. Uh, we've got charities figured out. Um, it's going to be a great night. December 6, 2023. Uh, come on out. December 6th. And I, I've been to multiple Brotherhood Nights, and I can tell you it is an unbelievable evening. You know, there are... Grand Line guys, there are Prince Hall guys, there are rural guys, there are city guys. So people go if they want to RSVP. The website, uh, forcity.org, forcitylodge.org. Forcitylodge.com. Dot com, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to, and I, I can tell you guys from experience, it's an absolute wonderful, wonderful event. Something that all Masons should go to. The first time I went, I was kind of like, okay, what's going to happen? And it was wild to see, you know, each religion spoke, you know, about what they believed in. And at the end, you know, the brotherhood and the fellowship and all of it, it's all different, but it's all the same. Right. And it was really awesome. Register. You definitely have to RSVP for this. But it's super easy to do. If I can do it, you can do it. So I want to thank Ron, Tim, Dylan, Mitch. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Have a blast. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we are here with Most Worshipful Brother Jess Rains. Thanks for stopping by the booth. And Right Worshipful Brother Chad Kapinski. Does this count as my fifth time? Am I now officially member of the five-timers club? Yeah, yeah, we can throw that in there. You, I think we have a pin for that. <laughs> yes. I need a pin for that. A robe. It's a robe, you know, Saturday Night Live. I will wear this as a robe right now, and this will be just for work. <laughs> just lovely. Thankfully, so, this is not a video absolutely. Yes. conference. Absolutely. Right, right. So. Let me... Yep, there we go. So I'm going to have Chad speak in a second because he's kind of the ringleader. Just, I got to hear you speak. I, I enjoyed, I mean, I enjoy listening to you speak anyhow. That's why we're friends. Otherwise, we'd be like, <laughs> this isn't working out. <laughs> but, you know, to, to stand up there and talk about connectivity and getting people excited and, you know, difference in rural and, you know. Um, Metropolitan. Metropolitan, thank you. You're welcome. Brain Trying fart. to save you out here. You know, um, and I only got caught part of it because I got caught about eight times to the steps by people talking and whatnot. So I just, I love that. And the, and the cool thing was we just had the guys from Forest City on and the comparison of Forest City, which is a Cleveland Lodge, and then East Palestine, which is a village, small lodge, and how it's came together and how it's worked. And, you know, it's cool how those things can happen. So, you know, what about that inspires you? And, you know, what have you taken away from the conference so far? Well, certainly let me remind uh, the audience that uh, all masonry is local. And so sure. it's uh, applicable to whatever you're used to. But, 
You know, the conference has been great. I've been impressed by the turnout here uh, in Canton, and I've not been to the Midwest Conference on Masonic Education before, and so I wasn't sure exactly what to expect. Uh, I was coming to speak to uh, 15 or 20 brethren about my topic, and uh, I was impressed. There were 30-plus men in the room and uh, all willing to share their stories uh, and, and listen to mine. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, talking about Masonic Connections because I believe in that being one of the most fundamental uh, roots of Freemasonry yeah. and forming those connections. It's how yeah. you and I met. Absolutely. It's how Chad and I originally met. I uh, wouldn't have either of you as friends necessarily if it wasn't for Freemasonry. Sure. And so I enjoy sharing that story, and uh, it's always good to uh, be amongst the brethren. Yeah, you know— um, bringing up Marco and you know that is such an amazing story and I haven't really brought that up on the podcast um, you know we'll have to do a whole backstory on that because that's a complete story but you know Marco was singing at the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts am I correct that's correct and you know I, you messaged me right after and said hey there's a gentleman here and you sent his name and he's like he works at Youngstown. He lives in Pittsburgh. He's a master of a lodge in DC. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? And he's like, listen, he wants to travel. Ask him to your lodge. So we got him down there, and it is absolutely unbelievable. It's a completely Italian-speaking lodge, and he said that the master the year before lives in Italy. You know, and he's like, just because there's so much economic travel between DC and whatnot, but just drive. I mean. People don't want to drive 30 minutes to a lodge. And, you know, he's willing to drive from Pittsburgh to D.C. It's unbelievable, the commitment. I loved it. And he was such a pleasure to have at lodge. He's coming to our dedication, and we've went back and forth. It's unbelievable, the connections, how that works. You know? It is It is very interesting. And, you know, he came in looking for the, the brother from Ohio. And, and here he was three and a half hours from, you know, where I'm at. Yeah. And wondered if I had a lodge that I could introduce him to. And I felt so fortunate that he was in the Youngstown area sure. because I already had uh, deep connections there and could connect him. And, you know, part of that as, as a... As a past grandmaster, when you're trying to make those connections is you need the brethren on the other end to step in and actually make the connection. Yes. And I never have to worry about that with you, Jim, uh, and, <laughs> you. and my fellow brethren of East Palestine, because we will get it done. Yes. And that's important. Um, but that's one of uh, several matchmaking stories that, you know, they bring a smile to my heart. And yeah. um, sometimes I'm just a little envious that I didn't actually get to participate further uh, in the relationship and, and getting that brother involved in, in Lodge, wherever that is. So, uh, and certainly uh, get him to sing for you at some point. Yeah, we, we had talked about that. And he, you know, obviously you sent the video and and I, I showed it to Bree, and she's like, we need to have him at something. Like, that was, she was ready to go. Yeah. So I don't know if, a, you know, I don't know if a installation of a master warrants an opera singer, but, you know, yeah, it, it would be pretty awesome. We don't want to forget our friend Chad on the other end of the oh, table no, here. He's looking a little lonely he's, down there. No, I'll, I'll be honest. I, okay, so here's what I was thinking. And, again, I was going to say nice things about you. But, I mean, uh, okay. In a weird sort of way, this is all because of you. You know this, right? 
because I get a phone call back in what? From Jess. Jess, not Jim. I don't care about you, Jim. Um, <laughs> I get a phone call from you saying, uh, you know, they're doing this committee. Do you think you might want to be a part of that? And all of a sudden, you got me these three new friends. And those three friends got me more new friends. And those new friends got me in a position where I was able to, you know, do to do some things and, and to help out. And, um, no, I mean, you know, as I said in our session, like, I've had no greater Masonic friend than you. And I'm so grateful for you. And the other thing that you said in your session, which I thought was, again, I, is amazing, is, when we first talked about education, you, I said, like, what do you want to do as Grandmaster? And you said, no, 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 no. What do you guys in the committee want to do? Love that. And nobody had ever asked us that before. Nobody ever, and I didn't know what to say. I'm like, I said, I said, nobody has ever <laughs> asked us. And by your example, showing us that, you know, to just listen and to talk to people and to the value of, the value of listening at different levels, of connecting at different levels. No. So I'm, I'm going to give you lots of credit here. So just, you know, this is all you. So. Well, congratulations. You've made me very proud. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if, if that was really what it all started from. Uh, wow. Uh, this is a blowout experience and probably right on. one of those ones that I should write in my memoir someday. Uh, I should take some good notes. But, uh, it's you know, it, good, so. it is uh, about those connections with complete strangers um, that – having an impact on your life and, and can effectively change the path on which you are on and, and you find yourself. Sure. And uh, I'm always incredibly grateful for Freemasonry and the experiences like that that have been presented to me and the friends that I have made because of it. Well, And you would have loved last night, Jess, because, I mean, people were literally just people from different levels, different jurisdictions were here at the Canton Masonic Temple just talking yeah. And walking around, and you saw people who, well, you and Jason had never met before, but you finally got to meet in person. Right. Unbelievable. And then, again, people who, who this morning woke up didn't know each other, but at the end of the night were like hugging like brothers, and they were, they were talking, and they were laughing, and they were making those memories and sharing those friendships. And yeah, the part of you sort of cuts this back and says, "Holy crap, I did that! Like they, I got to be a part of that happening." But even. It's not about me, but just to watch that, those moments happen and to see that excitement and to see, you know, to see that, that wonderful thing happen in the world. Like, yeah, it's amazing. You would have loved it. So it was just great. So. It's unbelievable, you know, to be in your session and be sitting there beside a grandmaster and, you know, a past master and somebody that's never been master. And I love that this sort of venue takes away the gold jewel and apron because i know myself when i was senior deacon you know that that intimidated me i wasn't ready you know i didn't know that everybody was just masons and you know <laughs> it's, it's obviously more work and you know it's a lot of work but you know now well, we i'm did, perfectly comfortable but this is something that takes that away and lets that door open we did easily that very intentionally like and if you notice i mean the past grandmasters and the current grandmaster, they'll have a title on their sure. their name tag, but nobody else really does. If they have a if they have a particular office, it was on there, on the name tags themselves. Like we have little symbols from like where yeah. the grand lodge jurisdiction they are, or the organization they represent. Right. We did try to break down those boundaries because I great. know you say it isn't like you and Charlie both are like, 
oh, it's nothing. I'm like, yeah, your first name is most. You realize that. Like around here, Masonically, your first name is most for to most people. <laughs> right. And that's a little intimidating, yeah. even though you don't want it to be. So my but, boss this morning, sorry. Kelly, uh, yeah, sure. yeah. boss, the boss, boss, boss. Yeah. Uh, she says, which name tag are you wearing? I said, I'm wearing the Jess Rains one. She said, I knew that. She said, I didn't know whether it said past grandmaster or what. I go, well, this is an education event. And uh, I've seen several photos of, of the RSS tag. So I'm actually going to wear my RSS tag. And um, so idea, that's why it's, you know, RSS number one's in the house today. Yeah. And uh, two and three. And wow, uh, what a phenomenal uh, event and opportunity uh, for that reason. So. Well, and you, I just told you a little bit ago that Missouri debuted theirs. Uh, this week and is going to talk about it today. So yeah, no, very I, I've already got chastised by number two because I did not wear my my name tag. I brought the medal, which usually I forget the medal and have the name tag. So he he let me know, but we checked the back. It is my medal this time. I didn't have to borrow one like a Grand Lodge. We've so, all been there, right? Right. So, but and. I'm going to do the exciting things about because RSS has been a great supporter of this. I mean, they've been wonderful. The Torok um, Foundation, the Illinois Lodge of Research, uh, Grand Lodge of Ohio, they've all been really helpful. Um, we have 98 guys here from 10 different jurisdictions, a yeah. number of different organizations, um, even uh, jurisdictions that aren't members of the conference. And, awesome. they're, and they're all here, really. They, the way that we've done this it's to get people to start talking and sharing ideas. And it's been fun to listen to the conversations as you go by because, um, well, I mean, the open houses in Ohio came out of uh, the, uh, the Midwest Conference. A lot yeah. of things that happened in Ohio are, came out of conferences like this. Scoville Society didn't come out of you know, the, uh, this conference, but the fact that it's now gone to another place, I'm calling it a success story. Absolutely. It's great. So pay it forward. Yeah, absolutely. So and uh, did I actually ever ask you to do this or I just tell you you you're coming? You told me. Okay, All right. As I thought. Well, I I think you, you know, hey, I have a thought for you. And I I think the next thing was, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. And honest to God, I knew I was up here and I had not looked over the schedule because I wasn't planning on being at a lot of things because I knew I would need to be here and I would eventually get caught by Masons along the way, which happened. And then we were sitting down there, and you said about a few micro presentations. I'm like, holy shit, was I supposed to sit? I'm like, oh, my God, I hope I – so I'm sitting there, and my palms are getting a little sweaty. I'm like, okay, we can wing something if it comes up. No, I did that to the grand chaplain. But I, Thank you. Um, I have to say, and, and I'll let Jess talk eventually, um, The what has been so wonderful and just sort of weird for me is that it's – I said it's almost like a graduation party for me. That's what it's felt like. Yeah. Like yesterday, I was sitting downstairs at the the hotel just doing stuff, and like every time the doors opened, another one of my friends came in. Absolutely. And after hugs, all of a sudden, there's like they're just hanging out down there just to be together. And so all these little circles in my life uh, start merging into one big circle. And yeah. again, over the course of the day, it, it's like it, it's like a family gathering. And then we come here, and again. All these different little circles. Now it's one big circle, and there are certain people who have become so important to me that, uh, and I, I told them they left. Like as soon as they walked through the door, I started just weeping because I was so grateful that they were there. I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay now because my family's here. Like right. I can do this now because you know, Josh Beasley, Jim Hall, Jess Rains, you know, Ken Cohen, David Dowry, Taylor Connick. Like my guys are here. I can do this and. 
that has been, I think, one of the most, uh, and now I got you know, my good friend John Montgomery right on my right, like all these, yeah, that has been one of the most wonderful things is that, I guess, emotional journey of, I asked nicely and my friends showed up. And embarrassingly, I was too intimidated to ask one of my friends to actually do this until much later. Because um, okay. I was afraid that I was, I was afraid that I was imposing upon him, uh, and then when I finally asked, I was so honored he actually said yes, he would present. So I, you know, again, just and I was guess. honored to be asked. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> offended that I hadn't been. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course uh, I've been really busy with tax season and and uh, yeah. the first of the year, and it's like all of a sudden it's time, and uh, you know I couldn't get one of my clients to respond to all my requests to get his tax stuff to me, and it's like what in the world is going on with that guy? And I'm like, oh yeah, he's planning a major conference. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, you know, finally like a week before I finally get his stuff to you know get it out of him. I thought I was going to have to drive over to the compound to actually yeah. physically yeah, like in, inflict yeah. harm to, to get his documentation <laughs> have, but he came through finally and then um, this past weekend uh, we got the information for the conference and uh, it's like oh yeah that's next weekend and uh, I've got to get my uh, my presentation ready and uh, what was my topic again? And so I got my topic, and right. I looked at the material, and it's, it says streaming. I'm thinking, wow, he's not even thinking I'm coming. He, he thinks I'm going to do this virtual. And uh, so I texted him, and I go, hey, is it okay if I make my presentation in person? And he just graciously said, yes, I hope you do. And so we went on, and then, like, last night I'm looking at it again, and I had the thought of, oh, wait, <laughs> that was a misinterpretation. Streaming meant it was going out, not in. <laughs> so I'm glad I was planning on being here. Uh, but here's the funny thing about that, right? So in during COVID, we set up streaming, and that was really well attended. Uh, Missouri last year, again, COVID, uh, the streaming portion of it was, was pretty robust. We offered streaming for this, I think, one person in the entire country signed up for everyone wanted to be here in person and so we kind of like well i guess we got to figure that out but i guess if we give people the opportunity to be in person they would rather be in person yeah so, so once i saw that and realized that i had made that mistake and yeah. it was going to be streamed out then all of a sudden i was nervous because i'm not very good about standing in one place when i give a talk and yes. typically when they're streaming they want you to be in one place and stationary and i'm not very good at that so yeah I got it. I got it. <laughs> I um, I apologized that my face scratch was misread for a... I had nothing prepped. You called on me. And there are very rare times when I have nothing to say. And I was just enjoying the moment. And I'm like, no, it's a scratch. And Chad looked over. He's like, speak. Say something. I'm like... Well, it's just ah, another ah. way to recognize that you were in the room <laughs> and to embarrass you, you know? Well, so. I, 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 I came in and I told... Uh, right Worship Brother Keith Manbeck. I'm like, yeah, I kind of snuck in. He's like, trust me, you didn't sneak anywhere. <laughs> Everybody saw you. <laughs> yeah, you have the same problem as I do. You can't sneak in anywhere. Yeah. So there's yeah. just too much of me to be seen. <laughs> so last thoughts. What What are you going to take away from this? Obviously, you presented. Now you get a little time to uh, hang out, talk, visit some of the few things. Are you coming to the uh, festive board afterwards? I've got a, a return home this afternoon, so unfortunately I won't be able to uh, attend the the uh, sure. festive board, which is disappointing uh, because I would really enjoy that. Sure. Uh, but I did enjoy the uh, the keynote speaker today and the preservation of, uh, you know, our artifacts and right. thinking about all of the uh, important pieces that 
perhaps we don't even know that we have. And uh, it it is heartwarming to know that there are organizations out there that would take and uh, preserve these documents and and various artifacts uh, for, you know, future generations to to discover. So uh, very good. And and I'm uh, definitely going to take her contact information. And I've got a few things at our lodge that I know uh, might be of interest to her. Absolutely. And Wright Warshall, president Wright Warshall. For like three more hours. Right, right. So obviously this is the finish line. You've, you've made it almost. You know, what, what are your thoughts on, on coming to the end of the conference and what you're going to take away from it? I'm looking forward to sleeping. I, I miss that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 I miss sleep. Um, it's weird. As soon as you said finish line, for some reason that like hurt a little bit, and I don't. I, sure. I, because it's like that last night is master of your lodge, you know, kind of. Holy cow, it's here. This has been. It's been. I mean, really, from that phone call, whatever that was, 2013 or so, 2012. I mean, I guess it's all sort of led to here. But I also, I guess, I don't know. I still feel like. I still feel like I have stuff to do. Like I still feel like. I'm, I still feel like I haven't accomplished all I want to accomplish yet. But for the conference, I guess what I'm there's a couple of a lot of there's a number of different emotions, and sure. um, I think I'm going to encapsulate it with this story to talk about really what I think Freemasonry is about, and how, again, the gratitude I feel and just the emotions I feel for the brethren that are here. Um, so we talked about Chad Simpson. Chad Simpson was supposed to be, you know, my number two on this conference, and um, you know, he and I have been working on planning this for years, and uh, he passed away unexpectedly a year ago next week. Yeah. And even though he hates the spot, he hates the spotlight. He hates that I tell this story about uh, 51 weeks ago, two weeks, 50 weeks ago, I get a phone call from Right Wish with Ken Cohen, and he says, "I'm your number two now." I'm like, "What?" He goes, I owe it to you, and I owe it to Chad. I'm your number two now. We're going to do this. And I'm like, thank you. I mean, how do you say no to that? Right, like, absolutely. Thank God, because, I don't, again, I don't know what I'm doing. But, you know, to have, to have an idea and to have your friends and your brothers and people who believe in you and believe who what you're trying to do and believe in what we're trying to do as a fraternity, you ask, and they suit up, and they ride. You ask... And sometimes you don't even have to ask. They're just like, what we do is so important. We got your back. That, that's everything. That's absolutely everything. And that, what I'm taking away is the gratitude, uh, the gratitude for those men, for that people in this experience. Awesome. And just remember that most marathon runners don't only run one marathon. And while you're finishing one and you're crossing the finish line and there's that huge emotional, um, you know, that you've yeah. accomplished it and, and disappointment, um, you know, I, I sit here knowing that, you know, you've got another call coming. You've got that next marathon coming. Um, you just don't know what it is yet. Uh, and, and the grand great architect of the of the universe has that plan and someday we'll know that so see he's the first one who actually believed in me as a mason so I, I'm, just, I'm just gonna take that and run with it thank you thank you very much i love that so, well done so. i love that and i want to i want to thank both of you brothers for coming on here it's been an absolute pleasure steal a little bit of your time i'm gonna let you back out into the world and enjoy the rest of the conference so thank you thanks guys. great thanks. talking with you Appreciate it. So. okay we are here with the 
Jason Laramie, all the way from Wisconsin. Thank you, Jason, for coming on the show, making the trip down, especially for this little spot on the Traveling Man podcast. Well, thank you Absolutely. for the V. The, yeah, well, it's a, it's, listen, Jess is here. Chad is here. I've had both of them on. You haven't been on, so I'm just making sure because I need a house to raise my kids in. And if I mess up again, Jess is going to take the whole house away. And for anyone out there that you know, has been living under a rock and not listened to the Traveling Man podcast, I'm contractually obligated. Obligated? That was funny how I said that. Um, to say Jason Laramie and Chad Kapinski's name every episode. And if not, there are consequences and repercussions that I don't want to... I just can't afford to pay. So uh, I did get to talk to Jess Rains earlier, and I still haven't got my invoice for this. So <laughs> I may not have a house to live in soon. I got, okay, I got you. I got you. I did want to point out that uh, I am in uh, the state of the Ohio State. Yeah. I um, apologize. Uh, I, I know how uh, sacred the is here. The, yes. <laughs> You know, and there are a very few people, very few people in my circle, Adam Hickman, who are fans of that team up north. It's disgusting. It's a horrible thing. You know, it's almost, it's un-American. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Listen, Michigan people, and I'm not going to cut the M out because, you know, if we're talking about that team, that's different. But I love you guys. I love you, Masons. I love you listening. I'll have you on. I won't root for them. And honest to God, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna catch some heat for this right now. And my father in law really gives me a lot of shit over this. I am a big ten I'm an Ohio State fan all the way through. Buckeye born, Buckeye bred, and when I die, I'm Buckeye dead. You know, but <laughs> see, you're gonna take some stuff back to Wisconsin with you. But I root for the Big Ten. I cannot stand listening to people trash the Big Ten and say the SEC is so much faster or the ACC or the ACC. They're kind of going away. <laughs> but, you know, the Pac-12 or whatever it is, you know. So I root for Ohio State to win everything. But when we go into bowl games, if that team is playing, I'm not going to root against them because I want – to show the strength of the Big Ten. And I'm tired of everybody saying, well, you know, it's just three yards in a cloud of dust league. You know, it's a second-tier league. It isn't. And so while my priorities were 100% Ohio State, Michigan fans, I don't hate on you guys all the time, just during the game and every once in a while when you lose to Appalachian State anyways. Well, I, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I equate that to people that have been in the military Sure. Um, uh, um, Army reservist, and we can hate on each other. You know, the Air Force or the crayon eaters and the Marines and stuff like yeah. that. But when somebody outside but the some, military, yeah, I, says, I couldn't. Be like, like, no, like, buddy. So when you served, was that? Oh, yeah. well, then you can stop now. <laughs> right, right, right. So that that's that equates with that. You know, I root against the Big Ten when we're playing. Yeah, but sure, sure. somebody but outside the Big Ten wants to trash us. No, you can't talk. Right. I, yeah. I, I'm going to support quiet. the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, the thing that is really beautiful about this, and it's, you know, you and I's journey for this started yesterday. And it was really exciting. You know, we had you on the podcast. Chad Kapinski said, listen, you got to meet this guy. And you and I talked back and forth. And it's just, you know, we talk all the time now. And it's unbelievable. And 
you've actually petitioned these Palestine laws, started to the Royal Schofield Society, which is unbelievable, and a whole different dynamic in a different state, you know. But yesterday was the first time that you actually, you got to Canton, and then you drove in and got to meet me, meet Worshipful Brother Jack Barnhouse, and you brought your buddy Adam. Rigdon. Adam Rigdon, Rigdon, thank you. (laughs) I got the first name right, the last name. Sorry, Adam, it just was... There was no shot. I'm the worst at names. Um, But, you know, we got to tour the lodge. We got to hug. We got to be brothers together face to face. And what a moment, you know. And and it's it's the kind of thing that people say, you know, what's it all about? What's Freemasonry all about? And that moment right there is what it's all about. Because without that, this would have never happened. We would have never spoke. We would have, you know, you probably would have saw a train accident. Been like, oh, those people, good luck. Sorry, you know what? You know. <laughs> Thank you for not blackballing me being a locomotive engineer. Yeah, yeah, right. But, you know, and and here we are, and you know, you've got to enjoy this conference. And I know talking to Chad and some other gentlemen, Forest City guys, like, oh yeah, we talked to Jason, and and I know most work with brother Keith, Keith Newton ran into you guys at, at your delegation and spoke for a while. And, you know, it, I love that the connections are happening and it's intertwining and becoming one. It isn't, you know, Ohio and Wisconsin. It's, you know, Jason and Jim and Royal Schofield and Forest City and the, the conference. And I love how that all comes together. So it's just been unbelievable. Well, that's like the Big Ten thing. It's brotherhood and then everybody else. That's right. You're yeah. right. I love that. There's a tie in there. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, you got here last evening. You got to partake in scavenger hunt or just walking around and BSing, whatever you did. I sat with Forest City for most of the time. Yeah. He asked me a question. I'm going to sign this off, and then he never left. <laughs> I, I was so upset. We do a crowd. Yeah, I, I was just, <laughs> I, you know, Tim Klein sent me the picture of you guys, and then I told myself, like, listen, I got to get up at a quarter after four tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to go to bed around 9.30, because usually it's like 11.30, 12, 1 o'clock, I'm milling around, I should be asleep. I'm like, I'm going to bed, and I'm sitting there. I can't sleep. I roll over, and I roll over, and Bree's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't sleep. She's like, you should have went tonight. I'm like, I couldn't. She's like, you just should have canceled. I'm like, I couldn't cancel. I, I just couldn't. So I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there. It's been like 20 more minutes. And then I flip over, and I pull up my phone. I'm like, all right, who's there? So now I'm scanning <laughs> Facebook to see who else has posted. And there, you know, Mike Miller posted and, you know, a few other guys. So I'm looking through, and I'm zooming in. I'm like, oh, okay, there's Jay Miller. There's this. this. And then I'm getting more depressed. Like, oh, I'm like, Damn it. What was I thinking? Why didn't I look at my schedule? Yeah, what were you thinking? I wasn't thinking. Okay, That's good. the problem. <laughs> the, at least you admit it. That's it, the first in, step. It's the Mason in me. You know, I, I, I got asked to talk somewhere and said, oh, yeah, I, I love talking, you know, which is what Masonry's given me. I, I was going to say, you love talking, really? Couldn't believe it, right? No, I, you're so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, that's the beautiful thing that you you know, this is what Masonry's given me. And I, I've said that multiple times that, you know, if I would have brought, came here nine years ago, I would have been that guy sitting alone at a table because somebody coming up to me, it would be a confrontation. Not a physical or anything, but to me, that would be a very intimidating situation where I might be like, hi, eyes down. Maybe, maybe they won't talk to me if I don't make eye contact, you know. And now 
Like it's it's to the point where I'm looking for people. Like I, especially during the talk, like I see people and I'm like, like, come on. And I gotta be like, okay, I'm interviewing someone else. Let's not <laughs> let's not be rude here. Oh but, yeah, you you see those people and like, where are you from? What's different? What's the same? Yeah, exactly. Uh, how long did you travel? Sure. Uh, the the shared experiences that we have and the differences that we have that we can talk about and understand another person's experience is just incredible. You know, and the thing the thing I love, I sat down for lunch today and I sat beside Daryl Fremont from Iowa. And I think he's gonna be Grandmaster next year? Yeah. Okay. So Obviously, the beauty in this conference is we've stripped away the garb. And I, I don't like calling it that, but it's an easy word. You know, there's no grandmaster's apron, DEO apron, master's, blah, blah, blah. You know, no aprons, no jewels. It's just you and I here. We have polo shirts on. We're kind of relaxed. We have a lanyard. And if you look, it'll kind of say a little of your station. But I'm not staring at that trying to read because my left eye is a little funny now, so I can't read the small print that far away. <laughs> so it takes away a little bit of that edginess, like, ooh, that's a grandmaster. I don't know him. I don't want to, you know. Some people can be intimidated by that. So obviously I sat down there and uh, right worship brother Jason Gorney, a uh, deputy from my district, was sitting beside him. Our district? Our district. My apologies. Oh, You're my right. goodness. I know. It's going to take time, Jason. Listen. <laughs> I caught myself yesterday. Your lodge, yours. Oh, wait. Our, our lodge. lodge. You know, it's like Star Trek. This is the undiscovered <laughs> country. Like <laughs> I've already started fights with District 2, so. Any district but the 24th is not the right district. <laughs> no, guys. You know I, I love you. I love them all. Oh, Taylor's been so fun. He's a, he's a blast. I, I just love that. Oh, One, oh. two, that's all you got to count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that. So I'll, I will tell you a funny story about one, two, about something after our annual communication. I can't let it out now because of what I know and what I do with Grand Lodge. That would be, that wouldn't be fair. Oh, top but secret. Got it. It's Sorry. a good story for down the road podcasters. Listen in after October. You'll hear that story. Um, or you need to get on them. Right. Right. <laughs> and. No, I can't let that out. I would probably, no after I get after fired. if you don't put it out right away after annual I communication. Will. I always do uh, an update after. I was just gonna say because they will uh, come after you now. Right, you're right. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know where I was going with this whole thing. I had a real line of sight we were heading towards, and now it's gone. So my fault for the the our district instead. I apologize. No, no, I don't. I don't actually know. That, that, that's okay. So, you should have had notes. Oh, no, I'm back. I, I got it back. This is how scattered brains work. You know, we sit here, and I got John Montgomery over there waiting in the wings trying to signal what I'm talking about. And I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. I can't, yeah. So we got it. Iowa, sat down, lunchtime. Didn't know this guy from Adam. And this is something that's really taken me back from doing this podcast. You know, I do this podcast, and I'm just Jim Hall. I don't do the podcast to be famous. I don't, I don't do Freemasonry to get accolades. I do it because I love it. I do the podcast because I love talking masonry, and I love spreading the word, and I've had different guys. Chris Hurt is one from Arizona. Found the podcast and then joined masonry. If I can do that, I've done something. That's something to hang your hat on, you know, Obviously, being a master is wonderful, DEO, whatever, 
But if I can bring our fraternity to one guy that would have never found it, that's what I want to do. And that's the whole purpose of this. But sitting down, he says, and I don't know him from Adam. He's like, you're the traveling man, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, you want to be on the show? <laughs> I have no clue who he is. I have no clue. And, you know, we shook hands and spoke and we exchanged cards. And I'm sure at some point, you know, we'll try to get connected. So it's, it's just wild how when you don't have a morning suit or a gold apron on, how the conversation is, it starts differently because we're just brothers. And then, you know, you find out all this cool stuff along the way, but it strips away all that outer, you know, medieval armor type thing. It's like, it's just the guy. And some of the assumptions. Like, oh, yeah. you must have done this, you've must have done that, where you right. get to hear more of the story so you know more of the journey. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I apologize. I did not get to finish this whole story. So I can't remember if it's Indiana or Illinois. I apologize. But I ran into a guy that he's a grand sword bearer. I'm like, is that like a Tyler? I, I don't know, right? And he says, no, I actually, when they bring the banner in, I carry the sword behind it and I protect the banner. And, and at that point, that was right before the thrill in vanilla, so I had to move so I didn't lose my seat to film the whole thing. So, and you know how quickly Masonic talk gets on to the next person and you know, you're on to the next person. So I gotta grab him again because I wanna finish that conversation. But until now, I wouldn't have known that there's a grand sword bearer somewhere or what they did or you know. That's a very interesting thing, something I didn't know, always learning, you know? I think it's Indiana because I ran into the Grand Master of Indiana who I met right before I met Keith Newton sure. and uh, Paul Weglidge. Right. Um, so I, I also met the Illinois Grand Master, and I got pins from the, the first two, and I purposely sought out the Ohio Brethren because of you. Yeah, yeah. And... I got an Ohio pin, and I wanted to get a pin, or I wanted to get a, a picture so I could send it to you, because if, sure. if I don't have a picture, it didn't happen. didn't happen. That's right. Okay. So uh, just as I was starting to uh, get the picture and the pin put on there, Keith Newton, stop, stop. Our pin goes on top of that. <laughs> yes. you got, you got to put them above well, those two. Well done, Keith. I, Keith is, <laughs> thank God I joined this jurisdiction because I didn't want to have to join one of the ones below it. <laughs> yes. Yet. I love it. Yet. Yes. Yes, there's yes. A, there's some lodges uh, in both those jurisdictions I wouldn't mind joining yeah, too. But yeah, that, That'll be for another year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, another Dukes card. What is this? <laughs> I only I, have two dues cards and then one appendant body and... I saw, this is meme, and it, it's like a comic. It's like a four-part comic, and it's got a husband and wife, and the husband's crawling in the bed. And he's like, guess what? I need to show you this. And he crawls under the covers. Like the next picture, he's crawling under the covers. And then the next picture is both of them under the covers. And she's like, are you kidding me? Another deuce card? <laughs> it's like it really takes a hard <laughs> left where you I'm like, okay, where is this going? And I'm like... Yeah, Brees yeah. had that. Like, I just. <laughs> oh, look, AMD just called. <laughs> yeah, that, I, it, I can't wait. It's been forever. They had a, one of their guys had a death in the family, so they canceled that meeting. So it's not till August. So it's just like, I'm excited. I don't know what to expect, you know. I don't think it was the last episode you recorded, but the last episode that I listened to, you talked about that, and I thought that was really neat. Yeah. So, I'm, good I'm, luck with that. 
Thank you. I'm super pumped. And actually, gentlemen, we had on first Jason Gordon. He's the one that snuck that in on me. You know, we we were talking about it, and I I told him like that's wild. I I'd seen this the apron and the jewel and whatnot, but I really that's the extent of what I knew about it. And he's like, yo, you have to be York, right? You have to be invited. I'm like, I'm like that actually sounds really interesting. I never thought of that. And and he texts me a few weeks later, and he's like, hey, uh, you. Um, what York Ride bodies are you from again? What's what? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know. And I da, 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 da. and a couple of weeks later, there's a letter in my mail from AMD. So, thank you, Ray Warsful. <laughs> I was hoping to get on after him so we could just do like an all Jasons all the time well, uh, yeah. podcast. But and see, the, I, I got is, distracted. I'm sorry. This is the hardest part, is you know, there's Jason Gorney who was here, and then Jason Short who was doing the Thrilla, and now Jason Laramie who is from Wisconsin. I met two other of, Jasons also, so we would we could have had. There's a, whole, a lot of Jasons going on <laughs> in the state. Yeah, see, Jason Gorney here chiming in. Great guys, he says. You know, they're not as good as James's, but Jasons are all right. <laughs> bald heads. Bald heads. That's that's where it's at. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> oh, it is getting deep. Yeah, that's it. Brown eyes. See, you got it right there. So, so. Out of this conference, because you know we're, I don't want to take, I don't want to hold you up too much longer because there's more to do and more to see and more hands to shake. What are you going to take away from it? What are the fine points that you're like? These are the things that I I want to take home and really. When you get home to your wife and she's like, "How was it?" and she listens to all the, I know my wife. She's like, "Okay," and I'm telling her, and she's like, "Uh huh." I'm like, I know she's being nice. But and then this and then, the, you know, <laughs> and then so this. what are those moments? Give me the end and this moments. Right. Well, one of my favorites so far was Alex Herbert and talking to uh, his, during his presentation yeah, yeah. about the volumes of sacred law and sure. the diversity of the people that are uh, coming into the fraternity. Yeah. And the things that we uh, take for granted that, right. that from different religions and, and and things like that. So it was a. It, it ran about 15 minutes long, uh, but we could have probably went another hour longer. It was just incredible. Awesome. Um, so that was one of them. Yeah. But yeah. everything that I've done so far, uh, uh, applied education. Sure. Um, I got to see Jess Rain speak. Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable the, speaker. Yeah. The small town yeah. values. Uh, yeah. And David sat next to me. Um, he... The, the thoughts that him and I have that are the same. I've been following him around all day anyway. David Dowdy? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Unbelievable. But, uh, you know, talking about accountability and things like that. So it's it's been an, a spectacular uh, group of educational prospects. Yeah. And the number of hugs that I've been able to give to uh, people that uh, I just truly love and the number of handshakes that I've been able to put to the – to the, the faces yeah, to the handshakes sure, sure. And, and things like that have been incredible. So the the brotherhood has sure. been probably one of my favorite parts about it. But yeah. uh, very nice things. So Awesome. Well, I, I just, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I can't tell you how much I appreciate. Obviously, you taking the time right now because you could have been in a different space listening to a different person. So thank you for coming on the show again. And thank you so much for coming to the lodge. You don't, I know you said it, it, you don't know how much it means to you, but you don't know how much it means to me too. It was, it's such a special moment and you know, it's. That's like, our mutual ref, uh, respect and affection yeah, for each other. Absolutely. Uh, so if, 
if what you feel is anything like what I feel, I understand. Yeah, exactly. I, and I'm, I'm truly, sure, you know, everybody out there right now, you can hear the smiles on our faces. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that is, is wonderful, it's beautiful, and I, I'm really glad that you made it down. So thank you. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I appreciate everything you do, uh, even the embarrassment for... Uh, <laughs> Back uh, smile. The the, the, <laughs> the the people that are down uh, downstairs saying, "Oh, you're that guy." Yeah. <laughs> are you? Am I contractually obligated? Yes, you are too. But, I guess. You know, that's like I said. That's a complete byproduct of this. Is you know, you're the traveling man. Are you? What? Whatever oh, yeah. story that I'm. You know, the fax smile story, or you know, or facsimile. <laughs> if you know how to read, like I don't. You know, that's. I apologize that when I called you the other day. No, no, it's, I, I'm not kidding you. Anytime, if my wife and I are in a heated argument and I'm winning, fact smile comes out. Oh. It'll come out and it's like an automatic game Veto. over. Yep, you lose because you're dumb. <laughs> I love Bree. So, she's awesome. Oh, so do I. She's, she's something. She keeps me on my toes. So. Very good, very good. Thank so, you again, brother. Thank very you, much brother. appreciate it. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All righty. So we are here with... And I'm going to read this because I'm going to mess it up otherwise. So, Dr. Heather Calloway from the Center for Fraternal Research at Indiana University. So, thank you for stopping over. I know you got a booth right across and you were the yeah. keynote speaker. Yes. So, give me a little backstory on kind of what you do, the, the quick encapsulated version, of course. Right? Sure. So, my real job at IU is um, helping to steward all of the over 250 collections on all of our nine campuses. Okay. So that's my full-time job. Sure. I decided because people were always calling me and saying, we're closing, we're selling our stuff, we're, we're right. moving our lodge, what do we do? And that really became my passion. Sure. Um, I worked at the House of the Temple for 14 years. And wow. so starting back then, um, people would call me up and say, I have all these costumes, I have these books, I have you know, granddad's Bible or whatever. Yeah, and so yeah. I would hear these stories all the time and it became really important to me for what's going to happen to that history. And that's why I, with some colleagues of mine, started the center. That's unbelievable. You know, there are so many, you know, costumes, aprons, mm -hmm. texts that, you know, you see. And like, I'll, I'll take East Palestine's charter, for example. Sure. You know. You can barely read the pen mark. It's just right. fading away. And, you know, now we've taken it out and we've put it, you know. Some more safe. Yeah, and we have a copy of it up so that it doesn't sure. get damaged. And, you know, the same thing with, you know, I know my Bible. Like, oh, I don't want to open that up too much because it's mm -hmm. the special one. You know, I have right. my own that I sure. read all the time. And, you know, that's something that Masons, you know, we're really good at ritual and fellowship. and mm -hmm. But preserving and... How, you know, how do you do that? And <laughs> I, I just had a, actually a, a close friend of my mother-in-law. She said, hey, you know, my father was a Mason. And I don't know anything about Masonry, but do you want to check out his stuff? Sure. And I'm like, absolutely. That'd be unbelievable. And he ended up, he was a past deputy of our lodge and had both of his aprons and his deputy, Joel. Sure. And so this kind of struck a chord with me, and I'm glad Chad reminded me because i'm a scatterbrain to have you over here i appreciate you coming over of course you know so i took that and all i did was put it in a shadow box is that what i should be doing or what what else I mean, you know what so, what's the process 
it depends on what it is. It's sure. case by case. So if it's an old apron that, you know, 1700s, no, you shouldn't have that in a shadow box. Right. But <laughs> right. If it's just, 1974. You know, from, yeah, then, then that's harmless because that is more sentimental. Sure. For, so its value is who owned it and who wore it or the family, you know, right, has right. some sort of connection to it. Versus um, it being this like rare treasure that sure. we need to save in, you know, forever in some sort of archival sleeve. So right. what we did at the House of the Temple, our aprons were all. Um, somebody had decided years and years ago, probably in like the twenties, okay, to hand sew the aprons to poster board. Oh, okay. Yeah. That does. I know that doesn't yeah, sound right. That doesn't sound right, right? <laughs> so they had taken all these little stitches and put around the edge of the the apron, and then they wrote, which is actually a good thing. They wrote anything they had about it. So who donated it? What was the apron for? That's actually nice. Who sure. owned it? You know, maybe who made it if they knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there were these cool facts with it that gave you the provenance of the apron, but no apron should be sewn onto anything. Right. <laughs> right, right. So we took the time to, we worked with, we had a bunch of college students helping us and we took the stitches out carefully. Sure. And then we made some little archival sleeves. So we bought um, acid-free paper that was larger than the aprons. Okay. And folded it in half. We didn't have the space or the money to build each apron a box. So for right. instance, at the... Um, headquarters of the northern jurisdiction Scottish Rite they have built little boxes for each apron well we didn't have that kind of space at the house of the temple so yeah um, we had a map case so it's just a metal case with those drawers and sure we made little folders for each apron and kept so keeping them flat and then keeping them yeah. from touching each other and then just making sure it was that acid-free paper. So nothing, and, and just obviously I have no background. And so that is, you know, the acid, you know, just normal paper I'm guessing is gonna react yeah. and, and that's gonna break down a document like that. Is that what right. I'm taking? So it depends on what the aprons are made of, okay. but textiles are the most fragile things that we try to save. So whether sure. it's um, an apron, a hat, a costume, Anything that's fabric, yeah. it just disintegrates. So no matter what we do, so think about the old aprons that were, you know, it's lambskin, but it had like a silk edge. The yeah. silk is the first to disappear. First it changes color. So say it was red, now it's kind of pink. And then it starts falling off and it just kind yeah. of crumbles in your hand. Or those old jewels that they used to wear. Mm -hmm. So they'd wear them to parades or they'd wear them to whatever. The, the ribbons attached are always the first thing to go because it's a textile so it just yeah. it just disintegrates so no matter what we do environmental wise fabric just falls apart you know the to kind of tie this in is really cool with you know be, you being a speaker here and there's a past grandmaster uh, royal schofield who's huge into ed education he's from my district the lodge mm -hmm. that i'm uh, district education officer over sebring lodge and his apron is hanging there, you know, and they have it. I think it's sure. just in a shadow box, but you can see, and I think it's from 73, 74-ish. And I don't know where it was, you know, obviously <laughs> he, he had it until he sure. passed and his family gave it to the lodge. But you can definitely tell that it is just it's falling apart corroding, already. degrading. And, mm -hmm. and that's the sort of thing that 
it wasn't until I really, you know, spoke to Chad and got into education that I realized about Royal and that he was a past mm-hmm. grand. And then when I finally got to there, got there and I saw it, I'm like, oh, you know, you, and you see gentlemen now, you know, they're absolutely beautiful, the aprons and everything. Mm-hmm. And to see that apron, which you could see when he's wearing it, it looks absolutely wonderful and just the rigors of time, sure. you know, what? How can, do you, can you have somebody do, like recondition or how, what's the story I mean, with that? If it's to an fabric, it's, it's tough to, you could repair it, but you'd have to replace so many parts of it. Sure. That what, you know, it it'd might up, not, it'd be in an all, all new thing. Sure. Um, keeping it out of the light, keeping it out of temperature changes. Um, don't hang it on the wall. So again, <laughs> it's, if it's, if it's not really rare, sure. Hang it on the wall and enjoy it. Yeah. But if it's something for who owned it or, you know, from a long time ago, say 17s and 1800s, those ones are more rare. So for those, right. I would keep them flat and somewhere safe. Um, I would also take pictures or scan them so that people could enjoy them in other ways. Yeah. So yeah. however you can, um, you know, hang pictures of it. Sure. Um, again, it's it's you have to decide if it's rare enough to want to store it forever or if you want to enjoy it yeah so. yeah now would would you say the difference in cases that it's in and you know the one that's on the wall is kind of just the shadow box so you can have it professionally framed where they'll put it on acid free or other uh, material and yeah. they will kind of tack it which means sewing it to sure. the back um, but they know how to do it they also use uv glass so it doesn't get broke so, down by the yeah, sunlight. Basically, the light and the temperature changes are what disintegrates it. Sure. So I'm I'm thinking about where that's placed, and it's in an upstairs ante room. Is there a there's, window? There's there's windows, and yeah. it's no air conditioning. Yes. <laughs> I'm well, like check check yeah, check. Yeah. So <laughs> like you know these old lodge buildings, most of them don't have air conditioning. Right. So it gets to be a million degrees in the summer, and that really contributes to the thing falling apart sure sure and if it's in the sun even worse yeah that's and I, i'm guessing that that's probably why that has advanced as far yes. as and think about charters and other things too so you whether it's a charter whether it's a photo or or some sort of apron or something all of those should be treated the same way they're yes you can hang it on the wall but if you're not using uv glass it's gonna fade sure sure now you know one thing that I've kind of thought of, and it's only because our current master, he's Palestine Lodge. We had a past master's night, and he went through and got the inspection minutes for when I was master. So it says how many brothers were there, Mm -hmm. you know, who presided, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you don't (laughs) need the particulars, right? But, you know, we started looking at minutes, you know, from the 70s. You know, they're handwritten, Mm -hmm. some of them. And... You know, then we started like leafing through other minutes and obviously those are going to break down. They are getting Mm -hmm. older. You know, is that something where, is there a process where you can scan them into a computer picture? What's Mm -hmm. the story there to try to elongate them so that you don't lose your own lodges history? So number one, don't throw away the originals. Okay. So no matter whether you digitize it or not, technology is changing so quickly that those whatever you whatever the file is now say i don't know mp3 or mp4 or whatever it's gonna yeah. be something different tomorrow sure so even if you digitize it make sure you keep the originals 
sure and makes then sense put it somewhere safe so um you can either take a photo of it you can use scanners there's a lot of different ways and it depends on the size and the condition okay so if you're thinking of like a really old newspaper sometimes when you touch those they just fall apart in your hand <laughs> yes so those are you would treat that different than a book from the 1970s right it's just a different kind of you have to look at the quality of the paper and what you're doing with the newspaper, you might have to just set it somewhere flat and take a photo of it because otherwise it would fall apart. Sure. You can't, some of them, you can't even pick it up to like lay it on a scanner. Okay. So ph photography helps in that um, it's a different way to capture it that you don't have to touch the item as much. Okay, sure. In in your journey and, you know, with the House of the Temple, whatnot, what is the thing you find that, uh, the thing you find most, you know, maybe lodges don't realize are, are important or, you know, is breaking down faster. Did a, mm -hmm. a layman mason sure. wouldn't realize or should be watching, you know, and that's, I, I think about our officer aprons and obviously those are something that we can just repurchase and yeah. whatnot, but, you know, what is, what is something that may be creeping along that all of a so, sudden it's past the part of you sure. know, returning or making okay. So think about wherever your secretary's office is. Sure. And then your records, especially the handwritten ones, those are the ones that are most at risk. Okay. Or And you also have to look at your facility. It, is it leaking? Do you have air conditioning? Um, is it in a closet that might be at risk? Is the roof in need of repair? Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of our guys store stuff in like a closet or an attic or a basement and those are the worst places you can put it because there's no airflow right. or it's super hot or super cold or at risk for um, floods and sure. water so yeah. it could be water from the ceiling or it could be water from the basement right so right. you have to think of like don't store it in those like places like that so think of what's your most valuable stuff and that could be the minutes or something like that that's original, something that's unique, and then put them somewhere safe. So, you know, whether it's an actual walk-in safe or a um, the secretary's office, but somehow not just sitting out there where everyone can look through them. Sure, absolutely. Um, that That's better than any other location in the building. Yeah, uh, and you know, that's, once again, that's, we have our files in a file in the office and that section i know that room is that, not air conditioned well, but you that's know better than but, like strewn around in some boxes in a room that people just kind of throw junk in sure, sure you see that in every lodge there's a room right. full of like extra stuff that no one knows what to do with right. so at least with the secretary's office and it's in a file cabinet that's better than not right sure so what from from speaking today what what are you going to take away from the conference because this is a very different perspective you know the masons <laughs> you know you hear fellowship and we get together and everything but you obviously have a different perspective on all of it and you'd still you know work in it and enjoy it and whatnot so give me your perspective of what it meant to speak today and what you kind of got from the conference well certainly um i get to meet other people who are interested in 
preserving their history in one way or another. And so when I leave these kind of events, people contact me and ask for suggestions and help. And if they live in another part of the country, they might say, who is in my area that I could talk to that could help me? Sure. You know, because I can't always be in all these other states. But, you know, at a thing like this, I can connect them with local people like me. Awesome. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the time you stopped over here. Once again, Dr. Heather Calloway, Center for Fraternal Research at Indiana University. Thank you very much. All right, another session here, and I am with Brother Jay Clark at the conference still. So what is up, man? I'm glad to see you. It's good to see you too, brother. Absolutely. Glad to see the Traveling Man podcast has made itself a little mobile today. Let me let me restart that. Okay. I don't know if it was recorded. It looked like it was, but... All right, I'm here with Brother Jay Clark at the conference. I want to thank you for hopping on, and sorry for that miscue. My mic wasn't on. You know, nah, you think I'd know what I was doing <laughs> after 58 episodes, but no, thank you for uh, having me present for a second. Uh, to you know, glad, glad to see the Traveling Man podcast has gone a little mobile this yeah, weekend. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Chad asked me and i'm like yeah i can make it mobile and i really wasn't sure how it was going to work out if i was going to get anybody to talk or you know they were going to all visit around and it's worked out and we've had a lot of great guys here so it's been a real that's real awesome blast. that's awesome um it's definitely been a good weekend i've made quite a few connections sure i've absolutely. seen brethren i've seen previously and it's been fantastic um met new brethren from jurisdictions i've never even been to before and so that sure. was great to have those connections Got a lot of good contact info. Um, have a lot to think about. Um, yeah, yeah. I went last year my first time in Missouri, and I was so impacted by it, I knew I had to go back. And luckily, right. we were blessed to have it in Ohio this year. Absolutely. And so my goal next year is to get a group of brothers from Ohio to go out to Minnesota. I think Blast. it will be Absolutely. another good, really good year. Oh, my God, yes. I would love that. Oh, you know, yeah. If, I hope. Hopefully see you do this a little more of a mobile thing. That would be fantastic. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, I was really, you know, last night, and I was texting you about this because I was, the few frames I have up, I went and purchased <laughs> yesterday, made yesterday, and, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't do anything. I don't want to say out in the public, but conventions like this or conferences because it's you you know it's a one-to-one or at lodge oh so yeah i don't have a banner or uh you know cards or anything i'm like holy crap i gotta figure this out real quick and you know luckily i mean you came up with some really cool um table toppers i would say per yeah, se and so hopefully uh when brethren hear this down the road from all this brother talking about this they get to see the really cool table toppers you created um obviously several brethren here i've met physically for the first time and i'm like ah I recognize your name from from the podcast. Yeah, uh, Jason Letterman and um, uh, brother uh, Bob Painter. I I sure. never met them, right? But right. it's like awesome. Okay, they're present. They're here. They're in person. I get to put a name to the face. Yeah, I've right? heard the voices on on these episodes, and they're really awesome discussions. And now we all get to hang out together, and it's really fantastic. Yeah, sure. fun, exciting weekend. And get to fellowship, bond, connect, and, and just engage in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what uh, what do you what would you take out of the conference? You, you know, obviously you've went to multiple different viewings. You know, speakers. What was the most impactful? And I don't want to say judge one over the other, but what what do you think you're going to take the most home from? Which which speaker? Um, it would have to be possibly. Um, 
it's a it's a it's a um, tie between Bob Painter's uh, discussion on the Chamber of Reflection. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm actually going to contact him and bring him down to the su- southwest part of Ohio to reshare that presentation. Sure. Knowing that he's been in Mason about as long as I have, which has only been a couple of years. Right. And he's put together a very fantastic program. Sure. I would love to see him be able to present that to other lodges. Be so great. between that and then what the New Hampshire brethren presented, which found out over the weekend they drove 10 hours to be here by car, um, they were talking about ritual excellence and giving the emphasis of your expression, emotion, sound, engagement Love that. within the ritual. And they kind of did it on a theater, theateratric type of like play style, which we don't. We, sometimes we forget that some of our work we do can be seem as seem as a, a type of theater or type of play, and yeah, so sure. them diving into their um, expectations on that was fantastic. That they talked about that, right. and they were able to spend a couple hours and share that with us. So I love that. it's a strong tie between those two because it's hard to really say what really drew it home. But there's so much there that I got from both of those that I'm definitely going to have to you know reflect on them for a very long time yeah you know you know the thing is especially with the degrees and you know talking about new hampshire just we've all seen a degree where it is a monotone memorized and here i was and there we go and bub 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 and it's like what the hell was that (laughs) you know but then you see people that talk so emphatically and you know just whether it's their voice or it's their presence or it's the acoustics in the lodge and it just resonates and booms and, you know, they accentuate the right spots and there's spots where they stop and pause. And that's, that's actually what one of the New Hampshire brethren talked about. He's like pausing. Playing the pause. When is you're huge. doing that throughout the degree when it's necessary is important because it gives a second for the candidate to grasp what happened, yes. pause, and then you go into a very... Uh, strong, loud, engageful, whatever the next sentence or statement is, and it gives the candidate a moment to like, oh, wow, okay, I just took that in. And he was using uh, examples going back to Hamlet and Shakespeare and, and how they presented those. And they actually brought up uh, from the Dead Poet, uh, Poet Society, sure. um, Captain, o- uh, Captain, my captain, and um, he reenacted that. And then he shown that in a similar example we do in Lodge of how we – give this kind of um, emphasis during the during the allegory and during the degree and how we're presenting it. So definitely something to really think about and definitely to, to share with my lodges that are we need to work on that. I mean, obviously, all of us as Masons, we need to work on something, and I think we can yeah. definitely, definitely play into that. So Yeah, well, I mean, it's such a huge thing, and that's, you know, you have to remember that that gentleman – will remember that moment for the rest of his life you know oh, yes. I, I can specifically remember especially my entered apprentice but that's because i had a back problem and the altar situation <laughs> was the worst i mean i was sweating and like my leg was shaking because i was i needed to be to a chiropractor and i was moving furniture it was a bad situation but you know my master mason i can there are i, I don't remember all of it i wish i could but, you know, it's there's so much that happens and, you know, you're trying to figure out what is happening and going through. But there are certain moments in that degree that are the, 
the most special. And I'm gonna. I don't want to well up, but I get welled up because it's such an important thing. Were so important to me, and you know, I keep right in my heart. Like they're at the center of oh, everything yeah. that happened. So if you're doing that, and and even to just know your work, I mean, if you have a a new gentleman and you just give him a crap degree, like. That's what he got to experience. Like, that was his first whatever degree, you know, first fellow craft. You only get one first. Yeah, and, and that it, is your only experience from that. And so that's all you're driving from is yeah. just that one one experience. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been a great weekend and wanted to wrap up with just, you know, what's kind of like the bittersweet situation with this weekend is um, you got so many great minds coming together. But you also got so many great minds that want to butt heads. So what's funny is well, we yeah. all are very passionate about our understanding or interpretation or opinions on Masonic sure. education yeah, yeah, and Masonic yeah. discussion that, yeah, at times we kind of butt heads a little bit. But we all come together and find a common ground where we can all sit together and, and, and you know, agree upon. And so it's, it's just... It's a bittersweet situation. You got so many brilliant minds in the same place, but you got so many brilliant minds that also want right. to be boisterous in their in their brilliant minds. So, so sort of that who can best work yeah, and best agree. Yes, that, that's a statement right? I was looking for. And um, I want to say Ken Cohen and Chad Kapinski and several of the brothers who got together and, and put all this on and, and, and set up this and all the caterers lined up and worked with the temple on using the space. It's just... Sure. It played out perfect. Um, I'm hoping the activities we did this weekend continue. Yeah. The engagements continue when we continue doing these uh, Midwest conferences down the road. Um, I think Ohio really did outdid themselves this year. Sure. And, you know, it, one, one name that kind of sneaks away here, and I know Chad really worked with him hand in hand, you know, in the 21st is Eric Muhlenbein, right? Warsburg brother, Eric oh, Muhlenbein, yeah. district advisor. You know, really to start and make sure that this was the venue and how they were going to work it and stuff. You know, he was an integral start of that to make sure this was it. So, and oh, I know, yeah. I know he kind of gets, I don't want to say left in the dark, <laughs> you know, but he, you know, did this, the, the beginning start process. Oh, yeah. He gave, basically that, gave us the blessing to yeah. say, Hey, you want to host this in so, this district? Here so you go. <laughs> just a little shout out to Eric. So appreciate that. And yeah, it's just, it's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure to be here with so many guys. And you're right. The, the bittersweet part is like Chad said, that was absolutely beautiful. You know, none of us will be in this situation, this spot ever again. In this time period, yeah. You know, we can have another one of these. It won't be the same. Nope. We, you know, you know, maybe I can't make it or John can't make it or Chad or Tim, Tim Klein or Jason Laramie. Somebody, won't, it won't be the same. No, it, as much it's as a we want it. moment in time that we can, as he was trying to grasp us to do and why we got in that circle was to us to reflect and take a moment to look around the room and say, hey, we're encapsulating this moment sure. forever. It'll Absolutely. never be that moment again, but we're going to remember this yeah. for a very long time. It was unbelievable. And, it, you know, I, I really, you know, from the episode before, but now especially thank you for coming up. Give me a little bit of your time, a little insight oh, on what you. it yeah, meant to I you. Yeah, I figured you know? I'd say, hey, I got five minutes. I would love to jump on and just – yeah, I love it. You know, I'm glad a lot of other brethren have come up and done the same. And I think um, 
It's definitely a, your contribution to Masonry and all the brethren that are present here that have been on your show. Uh, I probably, you know, definitely thank you for your contribution to Masonry. And these, I think these podcasts definitely help a lot of us out. And so, uh, again, thank you. Always. Uh, thank you. Brother Hall. Appreciate I appreciate it. it, Jim. You're fantastic. And, um, you know. Continue to do what you're doing and hope to see you at other conventions down the road, maybe. <laughs> hey, you know, I'll be around. You know, I'm yep. traveling. So yep. thank you, brother. It was a blessing. Right. Take thank care. You. you too. Okay, we are here again at the Midwest Masonic Conference on Education. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little fly in my throat. And we are here with Worship Brother John Montgomery, Royal Schofield Society number six. Thank you for coming on the show here. Thank you for asking me. So you have had the benefits and maybe the downfall of being beside me at this <laughs> at this conference the whole time so you I kind of consider it an honor to be beside you I mean awesome you, you put a lot into the fraternity thank you and it, and it shines I mean it, I really appreciate it if, if, if guys just didn't do anything we wouldn't get much out of this you know yeah you know our our journey together and I like to you know I'm a connections guy was the Schofield Society yeah. that, you know, I went through and I got into that final couple spots of the 19 class and you were able to come down and see my presentation and you yourself and right worship brother Alex Herbert. Yeah, that, that was a few years back. Yeah, absolutely. And it was actually a good presentation. I just felt overdressed. I had it coming down in a suit and bow tie and everybody else is in uh Dockers and yeah, we, of course, it, it, it being a country lodge and all, I should have known better. Yeah, we we try to do business casual and relax it a little bit, and the guys grumble when we make them put suits on too much, you know. <laughs> but you know, it it was it was from there, you know, had dinner and enjoyed the evening and got a yes. few pictures. And but the point where I really enjoyed was that fall, that Grand Lodge, when we had our first induction ceremony. That was yeah. And, you know, we, we voted on the code to have the Royal Schofield not live by edict every year, you know. And, you know, we were a little concerned whether this is going to pass because you never know when you put it up to well, a vote. Well, because you, you, you got so many different personalities. Yeah. But the, what was really nice was uh, being in Marietta. Yeah. That, uh, American, uh, yeah, I can talk all right. <laughs> yeah. To be, you know, where basically we basically started in, in Ohio. Sure. Start the American side. Union number yeah. one. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. When I, got <laughs> I, I knew where you're going. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing, and that was all wonderful. And it truly was. The, the presentation, the plaque, I have it mounted. You know, you and I yeah. have our medals today on. And so many wonderful people that we've talked to today about it. But the thing I really enjoyed that night was the hospitality suite, not the drinking part of it. You know, that's all, that's just natural. Well, everybody knows Masons don't consume alcohol. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, I know yourself and myself and worst brother James Kane, yeah. probably, you know, a couple hours. And, and at that point, other than you being at my lodge for one meeting and then the induction the day before for a couple hours, we hadn't spoke yeah. at all. And, you know, hours, we, you know, we you just talked about, work and what we did and the fraternity and you know that that's the thing that i say it's a secret sauce is the brotherhood of you know well you know i i i could tell you anecdotes all day long sure. but i was on a i was on a uh, cruise and we sat down uh, at, on, it, it, on uh, celebrity years ago 
when you checked out, everybody went down to the uh, uh, dining hall or they they had her so you could check through customs. Yeah, yeah. Which is different now. But I'm sitting there and there's a fellow sitting there and uh, uh, I just start talking to him. Sure. And the wife says, uh, you know, and he was uh, he was uh, 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 Prince Hall Mason. Okay. And I'm not sure, I can't remember where he was from. But, you know, she says, well, you do this all the time. I said, well, you know, she said, she says, well, we were in Gettysburg uh, about uh, that summer. Okay. And uh, at a restaurant, a guy, we just start talking like, she says, you, do, you guys talk like you've known each other all your lives. And I says, doll, I says, it's, it's, it's the fraternity. You, 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 you see these guys and the, the trust factor, yes. the inhibitions go away and the trust factor comes out. Right. Uh, exactly. Normally, I wouldn't talk to, you know, a guy just sitting there. Yeah, more but, than a word or two. Or yeah, anything, hello, you know, how you doing, you know? Yeah. But, we, I mean, we talked about the lodge, and we talked about, uh, you know, we, he talked, talked about his grandson. and Yeah, life and I mean, everything it, it was, it's, she, she says, I just don't understand this part. I said, well, obviously you're not a Mason hunter. <laughs> that, you know, that's being a prospect manager and, you know, membership in my lodge. That's one of the things I try to impress on somebody that comes in and, you know, they say, what is masonry going to give me? Why would I, you know, what am I going to gain from this? And I'm like, are you going to get rich? No. Are you going to get better looking? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I, I did over the years. Say I shaved my head and it actually looks better. That's kind of, <laughs> but the thing that you can gain is exactly that is if John and Jim are walking down the road and I don't know you're a Mason and you don't know I'm a Mason and we walk by and I see you, I may nod, I may say good morning or, you know, whatever it is, and we'll just roll on past. If I walk by you and you have a lapel, a ring, a hat, and I see that and I shake your hand, there is already an underlying brotherhood yes. that has went back the whole way to George Washington, you know, 17 past presidents, multiple world leaders and movers and shakers that, you and I otherwise would never have. I would never have that, but you and I have been through the same vetting process. Well, you know, I, you talk about George Washington, and I, I really believe that our, our uh, uh, revolution for independence would never happened if it would not have been for all the Masons involved in it. Sure. Because they trusted each other. They knew they weren't going to ride each other out. And, right. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's just the fraternity, fraternity is uh, it's different for everybody. Yeah, if, absolutely. If, if you've come in with an open mind, uh, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot more out of it. Uh, fortunately, I come from a uh, I'm the fourth in a generation of Masons. I get my son's fifth generation. Awesome. So I had I had uh, well in the old days nobody talked about masonry. Right. You oh know, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I was just telling one of the brothers. I said the only thing I remember about masonry when I was a kid was we went to a Christmas party. <laughs> right. And that was it. Okay. And then uh, the my uh, old uh, my dad and uh, my mother would go to dinner dances once in a while. Sure. Which we don't have much anymore. Yeah, that's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. Uh, yeah. Of course, we who ballroom dances now. True. But uh, True. Uh, those are the things I remember. Uh, when my dad passed away, uh, I, w I was I was eleven, and I couldn't believe the uh, the support that we got. Yeah. Uh, and it, 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 of course, everything dwindles after a way, but there was always somebody that was would call or check up, and people laugh at me when I tell them this. I, I said, "Well, believe what you want. I'm telling you." Yeah, uh, uh, I said until I went to service, I at least once or twice a year somebody would call or stop by and see how things were going. Yeah, and they didn't always say, "Oh, here's money," or "Here's." They sure. just wanted to know if just we a had friendly a hand. Yeah. You know, how you doing? Absolutely. And it's 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 a it's a completely different fraternity. Most people realize. Uh, some guys get in for uh, where's the gold? Where's the gold? <laughs> yes. Yeah, the gold right? is in the gold is in the in our uh, precepts in our in our, in our yeah in our tenants. Sure. Uh, and and in the, and in the uh, friendships that you make. 
That's what the gold is. Yeah. Is there a big place under the sea in New York somewhere with tons of gold? I don't know if it is. They haven't told me about yeah, it. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> but masonry is a uh, masonry to, to me is uh, it's a chance to to uh, feel uh, safe, not from yeah hurt or anything, but or, you know physical. But it's like a safe space to be able to express your expression, express yourself, and folks actually uh, will listen. Not that they won't have differences of opinion, sure. But you can actually talk them out without getting upset. Yeah, I don't, you know. Yeah. And, I, and believe me, I know about getting upset when you <laughs> when you're adamant about something. Well, you know, I, I say at lodge, I view lodge as like my fortress of solitude. Uh, you know, where yes. I where I go in and whatever's going on, whether it's you know, and we don't talk politics or religion in laws, but politics, religion, life, sports, whatever is bogging me down, it doesn't matter yeah. what it is, whether it's a crappy day, you go into lodge in those four walls, block all that out, and it's just you and your brothers. And that's where that beauty of, you know, I'm allowed to say, you know, hey, I would really love this, or hey, you know, I've seen my wife a few times, like Jason Laramie, it just had him on. Well, hang up, and I'll be like, love you, brother. And I know the first time I said that, she's like, I know damn well you weren't on with your brother, John, who's, you know, and she's like, so who the hell are you saying love? And, you know, I had to explain that. Like, you, you know, you don't understand it. Like, they're my family, you know, and that's, that's the beauty and, of it. And unfortunately, with family, you have, uh, you have the black sheep and you have the, but yes. the majority. Uh, I probably shouldn't use this, uh, this antidote, but. Uh, my grandfather always used to say that if you have a church and you got a crack in the wall, you'll get a rat or two. Oh, you know and, what? And, but and that's what people don't realize. Uh, in Freemasonry, we have brothers that are, I don't know what they're here for, but they're not getting what they should get out of it. Sure. Uh, whether it's, it's, I don't know, I, I don't want to go into depth of this, but the, the crack, we all have cracks in the, in the wall. But we have so few rats, it's... You know, I, I, I don't know if we're actually getting them or not. I, I think that the the main thing that boils down to, and we said before, is you know, there's so many different personalities yes. that come through, and you know, you and I sit there, and I'm like I said, we're, I'm not pointing out names, you know, but I see somebody, and I'm like, what the heck? Like it just isn't, you know, you feel like an, you know, is he an antagonist or whatever? And once again, I'm not pointing this at anybody. My lodge, Ohio, Michigan, whatever it is, it just. There are always guys because we're all humans, and the yes. nicest guy has somebody that rubs them the wrong way. Well, you know, I was just talking to one of the brothers, and I said, you know, the uh, the sad part about masonry is that we're men, and we're human, and we yeah. have we have desires. We have you know, we uh, man wants to be, you know, he wants to be the oh, there goes John, there goes John, you know. But yeah, the masonry kind of tempers that quite a bit. Sure. Uh, uh, so the different personalities, they're still there. But if you get even a, a, an inkling of what the what our precepts are and our tenets and what most of the guys believe, that will kind of go away. Yeah. And I've seen guys that I knew uh, when I was an apprentice. I had a journeyman that was just an absolute. Yeah, I get and, it. And <laughs> uh, next thing I hear, he's petitioning a lodge, and I'm like, I'm irate because I know this guy. Yeah. I know, what, you know, how is he getting in? What's yeah. the story? Yeah. Right. So right, I, right. I go talk to a, one of the older fellas, uh, a guy that I uh, really respected. And I said, hey, uh, you're master of this lodge this year. What's the deal with this guy? He said, well, we, we, uh, we vetted him. Uh, we investigated him. And we come, you know, and the guys voted and we voted and we turned it in. Yeah. So I'm saying to myself, well, 
all right, these guys passed him. I got no say, you know? Sure. So I went and helped him as a Yeg, helped him get his fellow craft. Even took, I actually took part in the uh, Master Mason degree. And uh, he was a whole different guy. Right. I mean, I mean, a whole, I wouldn't even, I, most of the time I wouldn't even associate this guy. You know, we go to the saloon afterwards. And yeah. He, but he was a whole different guy in masonry. Wow. So I could, then I, I, I got an attitude that, well, if his, logic, if his logic accepts him, then I need to accept him as a brother as well. And it's worked yeah. out pretty well for me. You know, you know you're, you're exactly right there. And the thing, that, the thing that I always I have to think about, you know, I've, I've had a few guys come into Lodge, and whether or not they've actually made it to petitioning or whatnot, because I handle membership, you know, a few guys have came in and I'm like, what is this guy, you know, how he's dressed or what he looks like. And, you know, it, I look there and I think, like, there's no way I would be caught yes. dead with this guy. And then, you know, immediately I start thinking of, you know, what my obligations were. And, and I'm like, well, you know, it's not like, well, John doesn't have a pair of Under Armors on, so I'm not going to, like, no, that's, this isn't what it's about. No. And, you know, whether or not they got into Lodge. But, you know, it's really, um, I have to take take myself back and think, okay, we need to look at the inner, not the outer. You know, that's that's a big thing. I'm a hard interviewer. Sure. Uh, and I'm, I have, there's some guys that I just did not think would be a good fit. Uh, so I voice my opinion, but it's the, it's the ballot. Yeah. And uh, most people may know what, uh, it's not a unanimous ballot. It's one black ball and you're gone. Right, Where the right. term comes blackballed is that that's it uh but uh a couple of guys that i'd interviewed and they come in and they and if they don't fit they kind of drift away anyways so, yeah yeah that's true uh of course we, we still need to guard our gates uh there's uh, there, uh like i said we're, we're humans we're frail and you know there's a reason why god made us the way we did we are you're right so you're right uh but uh uh i'm a roman catholic well i'm actually byzantine now but after i married the wife uh Guys ask me, how, how did you get into masonry being a Catholic? I says, that's not the, masonry doesn't put the restrictions on, it's the Catholics that put the restriction yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it's just, masonry is a whole different th- world to me. It's, you were talking about in Lodge. Sometimes I go in Lodge, it's like sitting in church. It's just that, that all the stuff from the outside world is just gone. Yeah. It's just gone, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I look like, I don't want to go back out there. To, but you got to go. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you, John. I know we kind of got cut off with the conference and we're kind of at the tail end, but uh, I really appreciate everything you've done for me in my travels. And, and you're you welcome. Know, and, and just Masonry and the Schofield Society in general, thank you. And thank you for coming out today. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're welcome. And it was a pleasure talking with you on the, on the pod here. Sure. I can't wait to hear it. I love this. Uh, Safe travels. Same with you. Appreciate it. Once again, I want to thank everybody for hanging with us with the multiple different guests and different recording. I know there was a little background noise there, so I apologize for that, but it was the first time recording live in a conference. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you like it, and we'll see you again.